I watch these other Ja Rules do it, and they suck. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. It's fucking late at night, Friday night, and we're somewhere in Queens. It's Friday night and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Mirage. What's up, Queens? What do you say there, bottle load? A bar in a garage. Garage with apple juice and dick in the morning. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? I'm laughing at you, not with you. Now that's the time. It's Friday night and I'm in Queens. Right. Goddamn right. Thank God. Live from the garage. It's Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. I'm packing my pistol. I do quite well for my. They call it a barrage. Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Take two of these and call me in the evening. Holy shit, Jay! Zoot Suit Charlie. Rusty Beard. Fucking fireball. Sir. Listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to us. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Pups. Yo, Kev. I've only come out at night. Time to six. Go punks yourself. My Uzi of ooze. Nobody wants anything to ooze. You can tell by the way that I wear my pants. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. man, no time to press. Let's do the news. That's the news. And that's the news. You wrong, Tron. Bro. <laughs> and correct Tron, bro. Oh, the Ryan game. Let's move on with the game. Thunderbolt. Tilt the Swinton, Dan. It's all day. My drawings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I can do this. How are you, Mario? I can't believe I'm the only one here. <laughs> you don't have to say that through the magic of radio. No one, no one needs to know the, these things, you know. Oh, well, just me talking. I think they'll catch on pretty fast. Well, no, that's the <laughs> that's the whole show, anyway. I'm glad that I didn't leave you here alone. I, I came early for you, Captain, because I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks. Is that right? I'll be. What uh, a shame. My brother's coming to town, and I'm taking him to the Met game. Maybe I'll stop in for the last fifteen minutes I or so. I didn't know you had a brother. My brother Luigi. No, Joe, Giuseppe, Joe. Wait, Joseph Asaro, who is a friend of me on Facebook, that's he your is. brother? that is my brother. He lives in Texas. Yeah, he likes to post on Facebook. Well, you more than me. He's, he does a few posts. I didn't know he does that many. <laughs> oh, man, he's all over the place. Anyway, I'm taking him to the Met game because he's a big Met fan. He's on Pagano Hot. He talks to Aton a lot. And uh, then he's going to be here taking care of my dad for a couple of days right. while uh, we go up to, uh, we're going to go, we're not going to our regular lake house, are we? We're going to a new a new lake house that we don't like that much. We have to walk to the lake. I see. Yeah. Aren't we? No, I don't know. It's I'm going whatever, with you. I guess. I, I should mention you're listening to Live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. Thank you uh, to Tree and his uh, tremendous show, Preemptive Strike. Strike. Yes, yeah. that's right. Thank you, Mario. Great job. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. We got a great show. We got Matt Spiegel coming in at 9 p.m. He's He'll coming. be calling in. He's calling in. He's calling in. For, he's lived in Chicago, for God's sakes. He uh, is a radio host. He has a show on uh, WSCR 670, The Score, in Chicago. And he's a big deal over there, and we're excited to talk to him at the, at the 9 p.m. hour, 9 p.m. Eastern. So just just about an hour from now. It'll be fun, a fun time, fun time. Uh, I'm excited. He's like the Mike Frances of Chicago, except he's actually good at his job. It's going to be fantastic. Pat's coming in. I got to blow my nose. <laughs> Captain, you're a little, you're a little, I think at the poker game, I sneezed on you and now you have what I have. Yeah. Sorry. Did you sneeze on me? He never washed your hands. He touched all the cards. He, he, and I'm getting at the stereo now? Yeah. Two 
sick guys on the side of Where are you? We're on I the can't microphone. Hear you, are you there? I don't know. Yeah, we ain't got nothing. Turn his mic off. He's turn annoying my, me. Turn my fader up. <laughs> You're up. No, I'm not. Yeah. Good. Oh, Finally shit. Pee on it. <laughs> wrong, wrong one. Wrong one. What with the pee on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a pee. I forgot I labeled those. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Sorry, everybody. It's all good. I'm a, I'm a mess. I was up so early. I couldn't sleep last night because I, I had a bu- busy day and I was up early. I heard you're the master of media today. I'm a, this is my fifth radio show, I believe, today. What do you want to on a marathon of media today, you're That's like right. you just can't be stopped. Uh, I went. I did a show on uh, Sirius XM today. How'd that go? Uh, it went. It went well. It was on the Road Dog Trucking Channel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, remember, we had Chris T in here. Yes, I do. And Mr. he used Chris to be a WFMU uh, DJ, and he now works with Sirius, and he also has a show in Outlaw Country. He was uh, nice enough to invite me on as a guest host because his host was on vacation. Cool. Meredith. So uh, it was very nice to them. Nice crew. It was cool, man. <laughs> going over there and uh, and hanging out and getting, like, free coffee and stuff. People actually know how to work the equipment. People know how to work the equipment. Produces, There's have... a cough button. It's, it's I, <laughs> I could, you know, like a Mario button. You could just press and it's not. <laughs> it's great. You got all sorts of fun stuff over there. It's like, yeah. When you showed up, do they act like you knew what you were doing? Oh, totally. <laughs> so they're like, well, you know how to do this, right? And you're like, nope. Oh, I'm like, I got no idea what's happening. And then when I came, when I, when I go there, you know, of course, I was there early, like nice and professional. I was there uh, early, and I, I had all my research done. I went to the coffee shop. I did some more. And I showed up 15 minutes early. And the producer lady, who's super nice, comes out, and uh, she gives me, hands me a book. I have it over there. It's called Wooly. It's about the uh, genetically engineering or reproducing a woolly mammoth. They're like, it's a last minute guest. He's coming in like in 10 minutes, and this is the guy. Here's the book. I'm like, gosh, shit. (laughs) Where's my stupid producer? (laughs) Get in here, here, you idiot. Where's my notes? (laughs) (laughs) That's in uh, Gary Page 2 and Pink. Power instantly. (laughs) (laughs) My God, crap. But I had like the one sheet where it has all the information. So I'm reading about this dude. He's very nice. He came in. What's his name? Wait, hold on a second. What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> Hello, Patrick. Hello. It's been you? a long day. Good. And then I made the uh, the uh, Cardinals, the, you know, the Cardinals sin of taking a nap before the show, which is always a bad idea. Oh, okay. Wooly, soon to be a motion major picture. This is the book, the true story of the quest to revive one of history's most iconic extinct creatures. Of course, speaking about the woolly mammoth, Ben uh, Mesrick, who was a super nice guy. And uh, so he came on, when talked s- about the book. And I, now I realize what happens at this serious uh, XM satellite radio, Robin. Is there going to be some big changes around here, There's going to be some changes. <laughs> now I see what happens. You know what happens is I, I, I'm like, why is this guy a last-minute guest? You know, Because we had other guests, great guests that, towards the end, uh, Ray Benson and Dale Watson, the country music guys. You know those guys, Pat? I do. And uh, so I'm like, why is this last-minute guest? And then it dawned on me. What happens is a guy comes in, and then they... Round rob and everything, ring around the building. They go to every show and do the rounds. Like the, it doesn't matter, like whatever you're promoting. I guess they just walk around the entire office, going to, like almost every show, probably. You do, know, you do a junket in the building. Exactly, wow. they do a whole tour of the building. They do a junket. Well, what's this book got to do with road <laughs> trucking? Uh, nothing. That's what. That's when I realized. <laughs> but this. Has, one... But well, what it, the show is called freewheeling, and so I guess it's kind of a anything goes. Exactly. Now you got it. So this wasn't your first time in their studios, was it? This was the second time I was there, and I actually saw the guy who recorded the podcast we did with Bionic Mark. Mm. 
and those guys uh, over there, his name was uh, Jameson Bennett, a very cool guy. So I re- reconnected with him. He had no, he didn't remember me at all. <laughs> I saw uh, Judd Apatow in the elevator. <laughs> Did you pitch him? A couple times. I gave him the elevator pitch, literal elevator pitch. <laughs> A couple of no, times? I didn't say anything. Uh, Chris was talking to him, and then we were talking about TV shows and stuff. It, it's on the 36th floor. It's kind of a long elevator ride. So but you he saw was... him a couple of times on the elevator. No, a couple of times just throughout the day because oh. he was there doing something. I think he just stays there and rides the elevator all day. No, and uh, he was a super nice guy. Nice guy, that Judd Apatow. If you're ever in an elevator with him, talk to him. He'll hug talk. Him. He'll talk back to you and everything. <laughs> hug him. He loves that. He loves it. Give him a big hug. Mm-hmm. Gra- grab his cocks. A little squeeze, a little tap, tap on a head tap. He's good, nice guy. So it was a good experience all around. Those fucking country guys, uh, Ray Benson and Dale Watson, they were incredible. These guys came in, they're like, oh, do you mind playing a song for us? They're like, we don't have guitars. They could go find like two guitars out of nowhere. They're already tuned up. They just rip right into it. <laughs> it's the most pro shit I ever saw in my life. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be playing at Lincoln Center, by the way, tonight, uh, right about now. I think it starts at 8 o'clock, rain or shine. Lincoln Center out of doors. I'd like to say that I did tune in to hear you, Captain, and I was Would quite impressed. Would you like impressed. to say that? I was very impressed. Yeah? What, were you sitting in the car? Because you don't have an on I the did. internet. I, I ran, my wife came home. I ran into her car. I'm like, you know, John's on channel 146. Let's put it on. We'll put it on. So we're sitting there listening to you for a while, and then she goes in. And then I'm trying. I, I try to get on my phone and try to get it on my on my phone, but it's impossible. Then I go in and I call <laughs> Sirius. Because I wanted to call in on, on a fake name and make believe I was a trucker. Uh, Sirius XM. And BR was going on that I was trying to interrupt you, but I I, I was. Oh man, I got some. E- <laughs> I got emails. Of, I got your. We, I have your emails this week, which I haven't looked at. Your emails that is always popping up on my computer now because it's the default email. And oh. I have emails about you. From who? I can't tell you. <laughs> are you going to let me know later? No. Is it going to be a bit? It's not a bit. It's, people are mad at you. And you won't tell me? Who it is? Why they're mad about? Oh, I'll, tell, I'll read the email to you, sure. Oh, but you won't tell me who? Emails. Anonymous. <laughs> Just Anonymous. one, I'm going to chop it up. Anonymous. I Anonymous. See. You can't say it? Say it again. Anonymous. Say it, for real. Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> Aluminum. Jesus, God. <laughs> so I was listening to you. I was so impressed. And uh, it, came to, it came to my mind that if like, somebody came down and said, you know, John, we need you for serious radio, but you've got to lose Mario. You'd do it in a minute, wouldn't you? Of course. <laughs> what am I going to say? No, yeah, Who right. else would you lose out of this crew? Would you, you wouldn't lose Everybody. Pat. You wouldn't lose Pat. Listen, no. what, am I supposed to, listen if they go, hey, you, tomorrow we're going to give you a show, I'm going to say no. I'm Fuck out of here. I'm not commuting into the city. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John. What am I'm I away from you. What do you think of that? I'm not going anywhere without the 15 guys who do this show. <laughs> the veritable street gang. Yeah. Hey, I don't go anywhere without Paul Hanley and Jody Shapiro. I'll tell you what. Those are my two go-to guys. I'm I'm ready to take a back seat if it means propping take you up. Take a back seat. I'm You'll be ready standing outside the building yeah, with a right. sign. Yeah. <laughs> Protest <laughs> sign, maybe. Yeah, that's what I mean. You'll let be me a, in. You'll be I in. keep knocking on the door. And you're like, they don't let me in. It'll be a Dag Hammer Squad Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell the name of that stupid thing. Marching around in a circle. <laughs> I am right. 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 They won't let me in the building, Keep right? Off the show, right? Right. I'm much like that wrestler guy from last week, Dan, Big Dan. Yeah, Big I'm, Dan. They call. In many him. ways, a, I am the the heel or the foil of this show. 
Right. Not by no fault of your own, I'm sure. No, I love listening to last week. On Monday, is right. It's like Mario's not here. The show's running smoother than ever. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Monday, uh, we're playing poker. I keep forgetting we record these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I keep forgetting people listen to it. <laughs> on Monday, uh, Mario comes over and. Uh, what happened? You were eating a big bowl of pasta. I'm like, where'd big... you get that pasta? <laughs> Shattering stereotypes. He's like, I, your wife gave it to me. It belongs to your son. So he's eating my son's dinner. He's putting my, and then he ate all my tortellini salad. Uh, he I put it on not. top of the pasta, I like a, a complete gavon. Because I put it in the microwave. There was nothing left. It was so hot. Wrong, Tron. I looked in your refrigerator <laughs> the other day, and it was still there. You lied. It's, yeah, it was, it, it was like a puddle of disgusting crap, a half an inch thick on the bottom of the tortellini salad. was nothing left. Anyway, you got really pissed off you at wrong me. Tron, Yeah, I did, bro. because I said, well, what are you doing inside? He goes, oh, I went to put my beers in the freezer. I said, where'd you get the beers? Not he took beers. two. They were mine. You, got, you don't drink skunky beer. You, oh, now you're going to tell imported. me which beer I drink. You don't drink imported beer. I know I don't drink imported beer. Why, no. why, why do I keep it? For you? Other people bring it, then it skunks up, and it sits in the cooler for like four or five weeks. No, that was there for like two, two days. And you know what? I had one beer. If You're not a real Italian if you don't know how to be gracious to your guests. Gracious? You don't even ask. I don't have to be gracious. You just bypass me altogether and go because inside and help yourself. Because a real Italian doesn't wait to be asked. He, you should ask before somebody asks. Nobody needs. You're to over ask. my house every yes. single week. I'm supposed to serve you I'm dinner every it. week. I'm it's bad no. enough. No one says thank you to me. Nobody does anything. They don't help me clean up. You leave a huge mess every time. I'm so, and then I'm supposed to now. I'm supposed to make you a meal. Mm. Are you out of your fucking mind? No, you know I came from. I came <laughs> from the All Star game. I don't know why they keep putting me in the All Star game. I suck <laughs> at softball. Now it's my fault that he was at softball. I suck at softball, but this lady keeps putting me. I in just the like that it's not his fault; it's that he's Italian. <laughs> they need you <laughs> like, there. Because... That's a really celebrated part of Italian culture: fucking <laughs> <laughs> marching and helping yourself yeah. to food in people's homes. No, no, no. When people come over, this is the difference in my house. I don't care who it is. Some guy fixing the, going to your house. something, or uh, somebody. I just see somebody sitting outside waiting in right. the hot sun. I'm like, can I get you something? Can sure. I get you some water? Can I get you something to drink? You know, and can I help myself to some other people <laughs> will sit there like it's a morgue. They won't even say anything to you. They'll be in your house for 20 minutes. And I like, don't do that at a party. This is a week. We're going to come home one day. He's going to be wearing your clothes. A weekly poker game. It's been going on for 15 years. Nobody brings anything. Nobody says anything. That's says anything. Not true. And I'm supposed to sit here and wait on you hand and foot I now? Bringing I a, barely tolerate the I'm game. I'm bringing a pizza next week because I took all of Rich's money in two hands. <laughs> Twice I knocked him out. I felt so bad for my. I promised him pizza, and that's why I'm a gracious winner. If I take a lot of money, I feel guilty. Right, good for you. I did quite well for myself <laughs> on Monday. You did. You had a big stack of chips walking out of here. I was quietly accumulating wealth, and nobody was any wiser. You're listening to live from the barrage on Radio Nope at the the nine o'clock hour, nine p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna have Matt Spiegel on. He's a host of uh, the Score on Chicago Radio. We're looking forward to talking to him. Talking sports. So I had a fun time at the series building. <laughs> What's up with this That's band? The of... You're going to get spoiled by oh, that whole you, you situation. Went, did I tell you who I had lunch with, Pat? No. Uh, ooh. 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 <laughs> ooh. Oh, what's her name? It's a, a country music store, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. Dolly Parton. No. Uh, she, uh, Pat, I don't know. She used to play in Bricks with Mac. Uh, what's her name? Laura. Jenny. Jenny Lewis? No, Laura. C- Laura Cantrell? Yes. Mm. Laura Cantrell was at the lunch. We all went out to lunch. Guess who I had lunch with, because I don't know. Yeah. I forgot her name. <laughs> Laura Cantrell. She's married to the guy who runs the Outlaw Country Channel. 
uh, Jeremy Tanner, I believe his name is. Cool. Yeah, so we all went out to they have this big. <laughs> you learned a lot at this lunch. Yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> and the country guys were there. The whole crew was there. It was a crazy thing. So we went out to Junior's Cheesecake, which is now a gigantic store in Times Square, like right across oh, from the really? Brill Building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is going to stink, you know, because it's like a, you know, like a Times Square version of it. It was freaking great. It was delicious. What'd you have? The, some kind of, uh, I had a Reuben pastrami combo sandwich. That was a good, that was oh, a good, like that. Ho, like, ho. Me the, like me, the turkey Reuben, that's my jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had some kind of crazy dipping mayonnaise crap. Delicious. Delicious. And then, of course, the cheesecake. It was really good. We all split up the bill and uh, we had sex. You didn't expense that shit? Uh, I don't know what happened. No, everyone whipped out cash. I thought maybe it was going on some kind of a black, uh, you know, hammered rock American Serious. Express car. <laughs> Do you love lobster? Yeah, no, everyone just paid like normal people, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Chris T., for buying me lunch, by the way, which I didn't expect that. So that was good. Well, so you didn't pay. Well, no, I threw in 10 bucks. Cheap. I said I'd buy him lunch. He insisted. <laughs> yeah, I, I flipped Next it on time. you. You flipped it on me. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not cheap. I was ready to throw. I was like, oh man, this is going to cost me like a hundred bucks, but it was only like thirty, forty bucks. Very nice, nice time. It was a nice time. I'm glad I was invited. It's good. Yeah. <clears throat> Had a real microphones and stuff. Not no, these are real microphones too. But I mean, like, they don't. I, they don't have the uh, the spit things on them, and they and they work <laughs> like without the without the pops. I don't know what they're doing over there. At this, this satellite radio, but they they have machines that that fix all that shit. <laughs> Took out all the plosives. Yeah, they got everything. This mm. is not a real microphone, John. This is a wash rag tied with a, <laughs> tied with a zip tie <laughs> onto right. some sort of s- stick. That's right. There's a real microphone under there. Don't worry. Me, Pat, and Ryan have the good ones. We stuck uh, you guys with the SM58s over there. Yeah. Well, no wonder I never could hear myself, and I have to yell. Wouldn't <laughs> like a snare drum with that. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened today, John? I was got busted by my wife. Uh oh. What were you doing? I was looking at you. Oh no. She goes, Every time I come down, you've got John <laughs> Houlihan's picture on your fucking computer. All right. Are you telling me that what what were you on Facebook looking at me? I just got that's when I found out that you were doing the podcast. So there's that picture of you. You look like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> at right? the radio show. I'm gonna be on the radio. Your eyeballs are bulging out like Marty Feldman. And then she says to I me, was nervous as hell. You know what she said to me? She says, why don't you just fuck him and get it over with? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. She said that. She's jealous of me. That's her problem. I told her I don't want to cheat on her. And she said man-on-man <laughs> sex is not considered cheating. I think she's encouraging you. We are free to go, buddy. All right. Finally, the green light has been given. I'm just going to check on my old lady. I had, I once had sex in a podcast. <laughs> Did she really say that? Queens. She really said that? Why don't you just F him and get it over with? He says, why don't the... Oh, she said, why don't the both of you... All right, don't don't have to curse everything. Why don't the both of you go fuck each other and get it over with? So he doesn't anyway. She she believes that... Oh, we're not cursing anymore? No, well, I mean, you know, not every two seconds. She believes that we have something going on. But I'm just... I was just happened to have you on the... uh, What? She believes that there's something going on. For real? Maybe. What are you talking about? You said I have a, a man crush on you. Oh, okay, but not that there's something going on. Well, listen, I don't want to have sex with anybody except my wife. So I really don't look at people as men or women anymore. I realized that when Pete was asking me, because Pete's single and Pat, right. you're single. Single. When you're single, you look at people as sexual beings. 
And then once you get married, if you're faithful, you just look at people as people. You're crazy. No, it's true. I don't look at people. I don't care if they're bi or this or that. I don't even care anymore. You're a person to me now. Mm -hmm. And I'll just fuck you over no matter what sex you are. No, I'm kidding. I'll be nice to you. I'm a so nice you man. You, 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 as soon as you get married, you're not attracted to other people anymore? Not if you're going to be monogamous and faithful to one person. You shouldn't be kind of like looking at people in the same way you did before you were married. Because before I was married, I looked at everybody as a potential mate or a potential place to deposit my oh. uh, bank. You know, you know what I mean? A place to have fun. <sighs> Somebody to share intimate moments with. It. Yeah. Carnal knowledge. I'll be back after this. <laughs> Number 30 says, uh, you should get me a Seiko wig.
Living on the road, my friend What's gonna keep you free and clean? Now you wear your skin like iron And your breath's as hard as kerosene You weren't your mama's only boy But her favorite one, it seems She began to cry when you said goodbye Sank into your dreams Well, Poncho was a bandit voice His horse was fast as polished steel Wore his gun outside his pants For all the honest world to feed But Poncho met his match, you know On the deserts down in Mexico And nobody heard his dying words Oh, but that's the way it goes And all the federales say They could have had him any day They only let him hang around Out of kindness, I suppose And Lefty, he can't sing the blues all night long like he used to The dust that Poncho bit down south Ended up in Lefty's mouth The day they laid poor Poncho low Lefty split for Ohio Where he got the bread to go All oh, they ain't nobody knows All the federales say They could have had him any day They only let him slip away Out of kindness, I suppose Well, the poets tell how Poncho fell And left his living in a cheap hotel The desert's quiet and Cleveland's cold so the story ends, we're told Poncho needs your prayers, it's true we'll Save a few for Lefty too He just did what he had to do And now he's growing old A few great federales say They could have had a mini day only let them go so wrong Out of kindness, I suppose A few great federales say They could have had them any day They only let them go so wrong Out of kindness, I suppose Fucking, oh, sorry, federales. <laughs> they're, always, they're always on my tail. Quiet, you Towns Van Zandt. That was Towns Van Zandt with Poncho and Lefty. Go drill on another bar. Yeah, before that, we heard Like a Fool by Supertrunk. A band out of uh, North Carolina, isn't that correct? Chapel, Chapu Hill, I Chapu. believe. <laughs> I sucked down one of these Red Boos. Delicious. <laughs> oh, cheers. So tired. Oh, cheers. Yeah, that's a... Uh, 
Get energized. Our new sponsor, Red Bull. We're going to be jumping off a cliff in a little while with uh, nary a parachute. You ever, the, the Red Bull games are like jump off a mountain. <laughs> like, uh, you know. Uh, right. Punch a brick wall down. Fly. <laughs> but one of the events is flying. <laughs> with like just like a like a, a suit with like a, a couple of bat wings on it. Just fly. Fucking fan man. You know what what do you have? Uh what do you have? <laughs> Jumps yeah. Off a cliff. yeah. What do you have what do you have? Tennis? Uh a little biathlon? No, you have to fly. You have to fly to win this. They time you. Yeah. You have to take it you ride a dirt bike on a trail that's the, the width of a dime. On the top of jump a, off a cliff. Yeah, you're jump wearing, off a cliff. You're wearing a, a squirrel outfit. <laughs> yeah, goats are looking at those guys like no. Uh, Glide to no, the ground I'm gracefully. Yeah. Like the Red Bull games or whatever that crap that is. Welcome to America. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, it's they have amazing. Jump out of a plane on a motorcycle of... to a half pipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like Steve O's throwing eggs at you or exactly. something. Exactly. And then you get off the bike and you kickbox. <laughs> Norm McDonald, uh, was, it, was it at the SB Awards when he goes, uh, you know, uh, my I love that uh, kickboxing. He goes, uh, it's, it combines the grace and style of the sweet science with kicking. <laughs> <laughs> He ruined that ESPY Awards. Nobody knew who he was. He got up there. All these athletes are like, what the hell just happened? Exactly. The president could jump to the parking lot. <laughs> then uh, I forget who put it up. Like Deadspin put it up uh, recently, put the link up on uh, YouTube. And uh, all these people in the comments are like, well, thanks a lot. Now they took the link down, dick. Thanks for posting it. Wow. <laughs> Love that, Norm McDonald. I was hoping to run in- into him today at Sirius XM. <laughs> just be hanging out. Yeah. There was just people hey, hanging Alex, out. come by, you know. <laughs> hey. Hanging out on the radio. <laughs> blah, blah, bling, blow, blow. Some bleed up flat and blood and blow. Uh, it, the hard part was not smoking for like four hours. Hmm. Yeah. No smoking in the studio? It's, it's, no smoking anywhere. It's, not, it's 2017. It's an office building. It's an office building. You can't smoke. I suppose the drinking is out too. Then no, you can wine. Why you can drink all you want? Oh yeah. I didn't drink though. Hey, John, I had a dream this week that me, you, and somebody else went to the movies. Was it me? Was it? It was me? a du- no. It was Frank. It was a double feature, and this as soon as it started, you lit up a cigarette. The whole theater was screaming at you, and you're like, "What? What?" <laughs> I'm like, Get like the a- fuck out of here! I'm not putting it out." De Niro and. Uh- in Cave Fear with the cigar. Everyone's <laughs> 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 like, down in front, De Niro. You, you old nut. You nitwit. What the hell's wrong with you, man? And the funny thing is, his own movie. He's watching, like, The Godfather. Like, <laughs> Puffing away. <laughs> Listening to live from the Barrage on Radio Nope at the 9 p.m. hour, we're going to have Matt Spiegel coming in. We'll be speaking with him, a uh, Chicago radio host, sports guy. And a man of many talents. Exciting interview coming up. Stay tuned. What else could you Oh, I made them play Stolen Wallet. The theme of the uh, show was about, like, trucker wallets, you know. And uh, uh, there's a theme every week, I guess. So I had to, like, uh, think of all these things about wallets. Trucker wallets? Yeah, like. Where do you uh, go with that? Well, I'll tell you, my friend, it wasn't easy. (laughs) I was good. That's the part I caught. I like that scene. Did you just, like, randomly grab two words out of a box or something? Yeah, what is this, whose line? We got trucker 
and Wally. Yeah, I don't know how they came. Who, if the if the producer or Chris came up with it or what, and comes up with a different thing every week. It was just true. Trucker Wally. It's like because it's a trucker channel and it's a call-in show. Right. Really every week we come up with a different topic and expound upon that topic. <laughs> <laughs> and at its essence, it's we never a, know what it's going to be. A bunch of truckers. What do you got for us, Chris? What's in the game? <laughs> what you call? These truckers call in uh, from all over the road. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, talk about what's what's in their wallet and all that stuff, you know. So that was fun. I like the guy who had the decoy wallet. So that was my idea. Well, the guy said that the wallet got stolen from him, and he gave him his decoy wallet. And then I made them play stolen wallet because he was had a bunch of the producers sitting there. This uh, lovely woman, um, I believe her name was Noah, uh, typing up all this. She has a podcast too. It's a metal injection podcast uh, they talk about heavy metal so her and uh, two other uh, women she should get woody on the show and uh she's pulling up all these wallet songs and i guess he's pulling them up and i'm like oh you guys can play youtube on that because they were like you're thinking of more wallet songs and he played stolen wild like three times like under the bed and when we're oh, talking and stuff so that was pretty cool that's stolen wild by minutes uh their album available out now on new line vhs hmm. everywhere go get it <laughs> Snow Piesa. Stolen wallet. That's right. Doom, 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 doom. Has that one go? I, I think I have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. I've got that song. Oh, I love that song. Start using that as our bed. <laughs> BRW in the chat box saying he once went to a movie with a young lady. They were the only people in the theater and they smoked throughout the entire movie. It was fantastic. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't even say this, should I? No, I can't say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm from the 70s. We smoked everywhere. We smoked, we smoked in airplanes. Right. Yeah, I've done that. It's crazy. The world has changed. <laughs> Mario flies on Spirit Airlines. It's like, still has the ashtrays. <laughs> the planes are all old and falling apart. Exactly. Got a great pilot, The pilot's pants have rips in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's been up for three days. I've so got, it's looking a little rough there, Jim. You know, I lose a lot of things. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We'll little, be the, little threadbare bed there. There before thread you bear. know it. <laughs> little threadbare. <laughs> yeah, oh my God! God damn! You ever hear these those like um, plane crash tapes of the guys going down? They're always like, oh, it's like pull up, pull up, yeah. uh, uh, and the guy's like, all right, move to the. And then the, finally, the last words are always like. God damn it. God damn <laughs> shit. Shit. Fuck. There's like a, oh, well. a casual acceptance to like, you know, I th this might have ha happened one day. I was, a, you know, not expecting it, but I was kind of prepared for it. They never really panic till the last minute. They're like, just like shit. <laughs> the plane yeah. fucking oh, explodes. Well. I mean, it's not funny. No, it's not. But it's just like, just the fact that they're just like, Fah. yeah. Mm, well, well gave my all. Well, yeah, that's the pro thing. You try to save the plane to the last second. And that's what they're doing. They're, keep, they're, they're too busy doing that to, like, get all panicky and weird about life and stuff. Do you think the whole life flashes before your eyes things is true? I don't know, man. I think there's too much concentration going on. Yeah, I think when you're that in the back. nonsense. I think it's way better to be the pilot and have something to do, keep you busy, than sit in the back waiting to die. Hugging each other. I love you. I love you. I never told you. I love you, John Hulan. I was going to say furiously <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> That's good. Creep me out right before I die. <laughs> put <laughs> put on the sake of week quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Tommy Rockstar uh, on vacation or something? He said it for the last two weeks. He's emceeing some show. I don't listen to anybody. I know because I listened to the last two weeks, the last two days. Oh, on, on it's uh, he's, he's emceeing, emceeing the um, Chris Cornell oh, tribute. Are you doing your thing. homework there now? You go. Brooklyn Bowl. 
I'm not working like you, Brian, as you pointed out this week. He's like, what the fuck? Don't you think the rest of us work, man? He calls Leave me, me alone. A, I'm sitting with a client on Monday. And he uh, <clears throat> he he puts me in his group uh, message uh, about going to a baseball game. Yeah. And I immediately not leave. Not just it. any game. <laughs> I immediately leave <laughs> the group because three, three people replied right <clears throat> away. You had Eton and uh, our buddy Pete. You want to clear your throat there? No, no. I like the way it sounds. Like <laughs> really grossing me out. I, I'm so, sorry, Ryan. Uh, so then, then he sends it directly to me, saying, "Hey, why did you leave the group?" And I'm sitting there with somebody. I'm like, "Jesus Christ, I leave that." I, see, and then I he don't starts get it. calling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he, he has to get his way, if he, he'll text you, if you don't answer, he'll call. If I don't answer, he'll call the house and talk to my wife. I called you much later in the, the day. I called you after work, right? Later in the day. So yeah, then I got on the phone with you that night. And then, but you know, I don't realize that you get these things automatically because people could text and Facebook me all they want. No, I don't get it till three days yeah, later. Yeah, I don't. I you're don't. not the you're, only one. You're it's, not annoying everybody me. Everybody I know that's a teacher does the same thing. It's like they just kind of assume that everybody's got off. I, I, I have all my notifications. No, I knew you off. were at work. I just didn't know. That and um, I if if so, I just I, I see it when I look at it. I don't like to be you know constantly pinged. Uh, I got the Mets score and I get the news pinging me up, and everyone else can go <laughs> f a duck. Go ping yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have my text come up. I look at it. Listen, I look if there's a badge there, it's, it's a little red badge. I go. And I look at it. Yeah, I, I usually go Friday to Friday without bothering you, you know? Yeah. You know, I, let's be honest. I, I look at my phone a lot. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not missing right. anything. If I, I don't answer you, I'm sleeping. Yeah. I, actually, you you tell us, to, uh, let's leave Saturday alone as far as show business goes. Right. And, uh, yeah. Business yeah, of the show. show so, but I had to call you last week or text you right away because I, I, I don't know what happened to me. I got banged up really, really fast. Oh yeah! Oh my God! And, no, you were fine. Don't worry oh, about no. it. <laughs> oh, with Mr. Hanley's birthday uh, surprise. Yeah, yeah. So. God bless that man. I wish he. Mr. Hanley's birthday surprise 39. is my least favorite. Um, <laughs> what the Ringo uh, Star uh, Richard Dreyfus movie? The <laughs> 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 Mr. Hanley's birthday surprise is on Sergeant Pepper. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a short film they play before a Pixar it's movie. Mr. And this birthday surprise. <laughs> we hope you did enjoy the show. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that British accent, Mario? <laughs> we hope you did. We represent. Don't the get your knickers in a knot now. Oh, you from Liverpool? <laughs> I cocked me myself. Mario knows. Mario knows all the uh, regional dialects. Yeah, exactly. Dick Van Dyke's coming in later to pop him in the head. <laughs> Call out an English accent. <laughs> Dick Van Dope. Oi! Oi! Don't get your knickers in the bush. All right. <laughs> that's, that's quite. That's quite enough of that then. What's going on with you, Ryan? So I'm putting you on the spot, man. Yeah. You guys got to come in here with stuff to talk about. I can't well, do it all. Uh, I I hate to admit it, but I am going to. No, oh. no, sorry. Don't mean to disappoint you twice. <laughs> no, I don't want you to quit. I will not be defending my championship this year as an Emmy winner. Oh, what? Yes. Uh, you not? You have not been nominated no. this year. Oh, boss. But the show I worked on um, got nominated for sound. So, Mr. Hanley's birthday I, surprise. But I didn't have. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a credit on it. So. Eight-part BBC special. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, Master, Master of None got nominated for Best Sound. But uh, but you did not work on it this time. I did work on it. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't have a credit on it, though. Oh. So. 
but you know, whatever. I'm, I'm that's horseshit. Hey, did you ever? They th- were telling me I should write in and petition and all this stuff. I'm not going to do. Do you ever that, think though. that? Um, listen, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Emmy Award winner Ryan Carlson speaking. I'd yeah. like to. Who's yeah. in charge over there? Former Emmy Award winner. As a prior winner, that's what we're, I was talking to Judd Apatow on the elevator about. Was um how I don't have time to watch all even the shows I love. It's just so many good TV. There's no time, and he's like. He goes, you have to see the piece of paper they give you for the Emmy. He goes, it's like a thousand shows to mm. vote for. He's like, it's literally like a thousand shows. He's like, there's no way to do it. He's like, he goes, yeah. if you were to sit there and vote for everything, it would take you like hours. Right. I have a very specific system how I do it, how I vote. Yeah. I vote for the shit I like. Right. And then can I Can you vote, leave the stuff and blank? I, and I vote for the, yeah, you can do that. And I vote for the stuff that my friends worked on. Yeah, but that's, that's it. dishonest. And I'm not... No, it's, uh, you know, what am I You kidding? haven't seen the show and you're voting for it. Well, if I haven't seen That's it, that means lying, it's probably Ryan. not good. <laughs> if I haven't seen it, it's probably not good. So Maybe mm. this is why you yeah. didn't get nominated this year. Yeah. Treating maybe. the award very frivolously, right? Yeah. Frivolous. <laughs> Frivolous. 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 Where I come so, from, That's But called they send lying. you so many DVDs. I oh, mean, yeah, so you can't watch. I, went, I had to go to my boss's house today, and he hasn't, I throw him out. Uh, right away. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> These big, beautiful packages they send you. They all go right here. in the trash. Out of here. And I can't deal with Yeah, I can't store that stuff. I'm like, I saw what the pile looks like. Yeah. It looks like a pile of cinder blocks. It's, I'm, like, I'm not keeping this shit in my house. Enough problems. <laughs> you want those things. And then you get nice HBO ones. You get nice Showtime. And then you get, like, Lopez Tonight, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's good. And Bride Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never watch that. Bride Wars is nominated for watch, an Emmy. Right, I'm going to sit there and watch Bride Wars, try and decide how good the sound is on it. Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't even want to watch the new Star Wars, much less Bride Wars. <laughs> 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 Nothing but Bride Wars, wars. coming to our wars. And who could ever forget that crazy Bride Wars band? Bride Wars. The hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so only one that. bride. It's a completely no, unscripted no. reality this show. This is where John. they fight. They fight for dresses and they fight for the, the hall. <laughs> they unleash a, like, a couple <laughs> nutty broads about to get married. There's, if it, you jump out of a plane on this motorcycle and seven, stick the landing on that half pipe. Seven brides, <laughs> one we'll, dress. We'll pay for your photography. <laughs> Sponsored by Red Bull. <laughs> this beautiful gazebo could be yours for 20 minutes to take pictures in. Let's get married to the extreme. <laughs> Sponsored by Red Bull. <laughs> Coming at you. <laughs> it's Red Bull Bride Wars. It's like a n- bride ninja warrior. You have to climb over shit. There's a show, and it's like people climbing on shit. Well, she really got the dress dirty on that one. <laughs> oh, and she Ooh. spun right off into the mud pit. The, the giant uh, uh, foam boxing even... glove has knocked her into the water. I don't think there's a... The dry cleaner in the tri-state area is going to be able to clean that up that mess. Ooh, Ooh it's the diamond dust. <laughs> it's the uh, diamond to be dazzled and plunging neckline. It's the A-line dress. <laughs> Ooh, the Vera Wang. Looks like the ninja nuptial. Ooh, and they cut the cake. <laughs> Looks like the grandma's hand-me-down. Mm-hmm. Oh, something blue. <laughs> uh, oh, something borrowed, sir. <laughs> 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 Looks like 
Oh, giving away the bride. Oh, looks like the bride made shoe dye. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe dye. Yeah, they dye their white shoes pink and stuff. Right? Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. You'll, you'll wear these Kelly green shoes another time. Another horseshit thing you'll for get everyone. get more use out of them. Everyone to get together and like drink wine. It's my shoe dyeing party. Oh, yeah? Great. I'll be right over. I'm on my way. Can't wait. I'm on my Can't way. Stop. Yeah. What do you need me to bring? Listen, I'm glad I have one of those uh, remote starters <laughs> yeah. on my car because yeah. I would like to keep it warm before Ooh, I hop yeah. in for the shoe dyeing yeah. party. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up somebody more fun on the way. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, looks like the meddling girlfriend. Ooh, the cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> the jealous sister <laughs> and uh, sex with the groomsmen, Jesse. Those are the wrestling moves in Bride Wars. We assume it's a wrestling show, right? They, they, uh, Mario, you've seen this show. Do they actually physically fight? What shows that glow? <laughs> what are you doing over there? No, br- Bride Wars. Oh yeah, they put seven Everyone's dresses doing his taxes. out. I, I'm trying not to trouble and you guys do Thank your you. flow. Thank you. I've noticed. I'm not even here. You're doing a good job. I'm reading about this thing I got on the train called the Rapture. I got to tell you all about it one day. Mm. I'm, I'm joining up. Looks well, like the Rapture. But they fight. Ooh. There's seven dresses and uh, I mean seven brides in one dress, and they like open the door and it's like who could get to the dress first or other things. Is that true, Brian? Brian, I'm, you I, worked I on missed it? the cough button. Oh, I, I, had I today. threw it out as soon as I got it. I don't know if you heard that part while you were reading <laughs> the Rapture. Pat, there's a literal cough button. Move over, Blondie. <laughs> it says cough on it. Yeah, I know. Right. It's cool. It coughs for you. <laughs> I've owned broadcast consoles before, John. <laughs> I, I sit down before the show starts, and, and we're, like, we're fixing stuff, and I go, uh, ooh, let me see, see if my cough button works. And I hit it and cough, and she's like, ooh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good at this. First try, one take. There's mm-hmm. Michael Conforto with a home run. That's TJ Rivera. Oh, TJ Rivera. It's nine uh, to one, New York Mets. No, Conforto could have won for the National League. He was up with the man on third and two outs in the ninth second, inning. Second and third, right? No. Just third. Okay, now oh. get this game done and finish up before I have to go home. I heard when he was. Uh, people are in my way. Yeah, I I heard when he was um, up at bat. Joe Buck just talked about whatever Joe Buck talks about and didn't even like recognize Conforto was. Up there, like for the all the things time? he's accomplished. The first yeah. time, yeah, he got a base hit the first time. Typical, what he does that nothing's on the line, no problem. Base hit, right? Man on third, two outs. You could be the hero. Now you strike out. Typical Mets. Actually, <clears throat> I meant to ask you: Did you look? Did you watch that thirty for thirty with uh, Mike and the Mad Dog? My no, son, I didn't watch my it. My son's recording them. I totally forgot to watch it. It was on last night. I heard it's amazing. I saw the Bo Jackson one. That guy oh, was yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, I've seen that's that's old though. I've never heard of this story. My son explained it to me what it was the other just yesterday when I walked in. He was watching the Bo Jackson story. That Bo, he knows, man. He was amazing. Yeah. What does that have to do with Mike Francesca Thirty for Thirty? That's the that's one of the shows on Thirty for Thirty. Oh, right, right. Yeah, my friend, uh, <laughs> he's retiring, right? Yeah, the end of the uh, year. I have I have yet to watch that. I did when I went to Sirius uh, XM today, and I was waiting to go on the show. There was an intern um, interviewing in, at the table next to me. Clear the halls, Mike Francesa's coming through. <laughs> Everybody, clear the halls. Nobody make eye contact. For, like Don't. sports shows, and they were talking to him about Francesa and stuff. And the guy got the job, by the way. It was cool. I actually saw someone nice. get the job. The guy's like, "Yeah, man, I think we definitely find a show for you." Nah. <laughs> he was an intern, though. Do you know they make nine dollars an hour? Even though that's, they're that's on the air, they, as an intern. But maybe, then when you get no, a, show, a broadcaster, I think it's just like some per diem they throw them or something. Yeah, 
That's about nine dollars more an hour that you're making here, John. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm waiting for my check for a long time. Exactly. All you get is Start five dollars and thirty six cents from me intermittently. I got free lunch today. Delicious. Hey. There you go. So I'm ahead did of the game. To, did you go to Junior's Cheesecake? Yes, we did. Nice. See, I listen to the show. And <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. And I was. I brought a piece of Junior's Cheesecake home for my wife because mm. I'm a nice guy. And you're hoping she doesn't eat it. Ooh, maybe so I'll go, go after it. it. Like no, I, I had, I've had enough calories in that place for the week. I'm good. Looks like the frozen wedding cake. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the bloated gas bag. Mind if I, I go inside and have some cheesecake no, and pasta? Don't, listen, I'm locking the house on Mondays from now on. I don't know what you want to do on Fridays, but don't touch uh, my wife's cheesecake. Literally or figuratively. Exactly. Uh, live from the Barrage, Radio Nope. In just a few minutes, we'll be talking to Matt Spiegel. Yeah. Host of The Score in Chicago, famous uh, radio station, famous radio show. Famous radio personality. That's right. And he does a lot of other things, too. We'll talk to him about that. I met him before. I don't know if he's not going to remember me, but uh, oh, maybe he will. He because context. Pat, you were there, too. Oh, yeah? We were doing the radio show from Chicago. Okay. And uh, remember there was a- We did that? Yeah, there was a poker game going on uh, oh, that's at the correct. table yeah. next to us. And yeah, he, I remember that. He was there playing with those guys. Uh, oh, okay. Why didn't he get on the air? Show us up. He should have. So these dummies, how it's done. <laughs> right. So let's uh, take like a five-minute break and uh, come back with him. Cool. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, time flies when you're here early. I'm telling you. And uh, I don't know. Time is flying. What happened? Thank you. We just the flow. We got it. You love it. I was not ready for this break whatsoever. <laughs> Shall I talk about the rapture? We know what the, everyone knows what the rapture is. I just found out. I'm you, amazed. What do you live under? A, I thought it was a, a Blondie song. Right, and what do you think it's about? Well, it seems to be that I've been living my life all wrong. If I want to get saved, I've got to make some adjustments here. What <laughs> is it about? You tell me. It's, it, it, it means like when everyone floats to heaven. Yeah, dead people come first, and then the living will just disappear. It's about Kirk Cameron so destroying when, his career. When you wake up and every Christian is gone, life will be a lot better on earth. I think. It sure will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this rapture. This is what the do you think of that? plot of this show that my wife is watching called uh, The Leftovers. I never saw one episode of it, and I watched the season finale the other day. Just cut right to, right to the chase there, <laughs> leftovers. Right to the chase. Delicious. The Ponchy and leftovers. <laughs> Ponchy. Poncho. Ponchy. Ponchy. Ponchy sounds like a character. Johnny like loves a... Ponchy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> leftovers, it's like the Yule Log. Love they American just, style spinoff. They just have a. <laughs> they just open up the refrigerator, and they just shoot the, uh, the all the footage is just all the food in the fridge from the night. Before. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's not, not technically For one a show. Hour, it's, it's more of a webcam. If you don't know what's going on in this Leftovers and you just watched the last episode. Here's the most insulting part. It was trouble. nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. So that webcam show. That's right. So what's it Ryan's all about? Ryan's out in the cold. Yeah, I got, I got snuffed. <laughs> for, 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 for Ryan's around, around the back of the building smoking cigarettes. I got snuffed for last night's chicken. <laughs> Damn it. Here's a Blondie with the Rapture. It's a good one. We'll be right back with Matt Spiegel. <laughs> Rapture, everybody. I'm not playing Rapture. That's the dumbest song I've ever heard in my life. Horrible. Stuck a pin in your backbone. Spoke it down from there. All I ever wanted was to be your spine. Lost your friction and you slipped for a mile. Overdone. 
Nick in Bohemia, what's up, Nick? Las Vegas is dawn, getting it on. Man, she looks so fine. Stare at the pearls, maybe the curls. The girl that she looks like. Say your son ten days away. And check my suitcase. That's the Grifters with Reentry Blues. That's a good one. That's the title. That's the first track off Full Blown Possession, I believe. That is correct. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat, for turning me on to the Grifters. Like those guys. Great band. 
Uh, you know, we had one of the grifters on the show. Right. That's <clears throat> Trip, Trip Lampkins from the grifters. If you want to look that up on iTunes, all of our podcasts are up on iTunes. Just search live from the barrage and also Radio Nope. Yeah, while you're there, give us a great rating. Slash podcast if, slash barrage. If I can hear them, anybody can, right? That's right. If Mario can figure out how to do it on his uh, telephone machine. You know how I do it, can. John. I go to uh, livefromthebarrage.nyc. Uh-huh. And then I wait for the picture of all of us to show up, the cartoons. <laughs> you, and then on the right side there it says, listen to all the podcasts here. And I actually, it works. That's a, yeah, that's a roundabout with, way. Of with a, your uh, dial-up modem? Yeah. It's all there, it, it, no matter how you do it. Basically, the evidence to send me to jail for a long time is there. That's that, what's that's there. That's right. It's a good but thing no I one's ever, listening. And no, I will not t- take down any episodes if you're asking me. So I'm sorry. It's too late. It's today. over. It's I'll, over. I'll never, I'll never escape the rapture with that your track rap, record. Your rap, rap sheet. Rapture. Coach, you're st- rapture. He's stuck on this rapture bit. You won't let it go. Like he, he just found out what the rapture is. A dog with a rag. I did. I got a pamphlet. <laughs> From whom? A pamphlet. From a man on the on the train in the city the other day. Right. What does it say? The rapture is about. I'll, I'll entertain you for a moment while we wait for our, the great Matt Spiegel to call it. Well, I've highlighted the most important parts here. It's, it's a snatching away. The dead will rise first, and then those who are alive and remain shall this be caught up. This is the script of Ghostbusters. Together. <laughs> and we're going to meet in the clouds somewhere. Right. But true believers <laughs> in Christ all over the world will mysteriously disappear from earth. Yeah. And who, who, Everyone knows that. It says who will be watched. How do you know that? It's common knowledge what the rapture is. I, f- I find this world confusing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like unfrozen caveman lawyer. Who will be raptured? Not just not your mere, flying machine not, frightens me. Not mere professing Christians. <laughs> yes, like I kind t- of think of myself as a good person. I'm just a caveman. Not a practicing Christian, but I think of is myself as a good person. That? Do you think of yourself as a good person? Oh, my God. I do. I like to do things for strangers. Yikes. I like to help Dude, people. Dude, you are so out of it. I like to do things for others. Like uh, what? I went door-to-door for Paul Graziano. <laughs> yeah. There was a person who comes to my house selling There's insurance. There's a knock on the door. Sign this petition. I have him come in. I give him Vote a glass for my of candidate. water. It's hot. I help strangers. I can tell you and me think alike. You help strangers. I- I'm nicer to people I don't know. Frankly, yeah, but if you knew anything about uh, Christianity, you would know that um, it's not a merit-based system. All you have to do is say you're sorry, and I think you and accept. Don't Jesus. forget the money. You have to give more yeah, that's, money. That's Throw some I money in there too. That's, yeah. that's hypocrisy. I mean, that doesn't make you a good person. I'd rather be a good person than a hypocrite. Wouldn't you say? I, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I really. I don't know that you're a good person, dude. No offense. Actually, I'm a quite a good person. <laughs> I've got a good heart. <laughs> okay. I. Do you? I think about my fellow men. I dedicated my life to public service. Yourself. I've given my life to public That's service. That's true. That's true. I've I've been an activist. I was a, a conscientious obser- objector, a I, counselor in my you, early you days. You became a teacher, so you'd have an audience every He's day. He's really afraid of the rapture. You're afraid that, of the rapture. No, but it won't work because people like us who are good people, we won't be saved. Only you have to be a faithful believer. So we get to stay on the earth and hang out. We do. I think it'll be all right, but it's only yeah, he, seven he, years. I'm pretty then, sure the earth then goes the on fire sh- then and stuff. No, after seven years. They call it the tribulation. <laughs> I'm tribulating. Yeah. You never heard the term trials and tribulations? Every lukewarm Christian and others will, will be left behind. They, and we That's have to go you. through seven years of tribulation. 
Oh, God. This makes me feel terrible. I'm not even a lukewarm that's, Christian. That's not, a, that's not You're good. You're like tepid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even. This is sad. I, I stopped being shit. tepid ages ago. <laughs> I stopped You're being not tepid hot in college. You're cold and I spew you out of my mouth. <laughs> and that's what the Blondie song is all about? Yeah. I thought it was a tribute to rap, like Squeeze yeah, Gang. It is. Rapture. It is. Well, that's Rapture, the KRS-One song, is, you know. And the lyrics are actually about getting taken up into heaven? I don't know. Who knows? That's a that song. So what do you do so in case stupid. you miss the rapture, John? You want to know what to do? What? Sure. Call for a refund. Stay calm and do not panic. <laughs> okay. Your natural reaction, once you realize you what has occurred, is to panic. But that's useless. If you wanted to get right with God before I'm gonna the panic. rapture, I'm going to loot. You could have, but you now, but you chose to be left. Now is your only chance to stay on earth and endure to the end of the tribulation. And you could actually get. There's a second calling. At the end, when they come in for the big war in seven years. This is going to be really bad oh, for the bar business. Oh, thank God. We'll cool. talk about this later. No, it's, that was me. I was testing it. There's no uh, Skype issues here, my friend. I don't know. Oh, that, we're, uh, we're, still, we're still on. I, where's our caller? Um, we're waiting. This man is in the radio biz. I just tested the Maybe phone. Maybe he's been raptured. <laughs> Maybe it's happened. <laughs> Maybe it's happened already, and he's gone. We leave gone. the garage, and like half the people we there we go. We go out. Sky's pink. <laughs> Uh, Wubbles, who used to listen to the show. I knew I should have went to this damn show tonight. Had a, uh, a poker shirt that he made called In Case of the Rapture, Blind Me Out, and the guy's floating away. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wubbles is ready. <laughs> yeah, the guy's got a big, big happy face on, and he's floating up, and he's got a big chap, uh, stack of chips on the front of him. Still doesn't want to miss the action. <laughs> He's King it's on table. Wow. That's funny shirt. I like. Uh, this is Mario. We're listening to live from the garage. Mario just figured out what the rapture is. He can't believe it. Now I think you're really afraid of it. The way you're talking about, like how you're a good person and stuff. You're afraid. The tribulations are not going to be fun. You know that, right? It's not going to be like, oh, we get to stay here for seven years and hang out. No, That's why they're no. called tribulations. It's, it's going to suck. It's going to be a, like bride wars. There's a plan. <laughs> tribulation wars. <laughs> there's a plan for to do while you're waiting in the tribulation. There's a plan for it to do. Pray like you've never prayed before. <laughs> that always works. <laughs> do not work. take... That gets results. I think not... our audience is about to get raptured to go find something better to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think our audience has been raptured. <laughs> there's nobody not there existed. all of a sudden. There's nobody left. Thanks, Mario. I think our friend Artie Shepard's in trouble because it says, don't take the mark of the beast. Our ratings have been raptured. Oh, my God. This beast thing, they have this barcode. Look, it's modern times. They inject it into your skin. It has a barcode with the, the 666 in it. Fuck out of here. There's a picture of it. It's got to be real. Look, the man is holding it in his hand. It's a tiny microchip they put in you. If you if you turn Google upside down, it says 666. Who made this pamphlet? Uh, Is there a printer's mark? Uh, email mirinjung7 at gmail.com. You want to call 714-336-0607. Oh, we have a guest for next week, it sounds like. <laughs> Calling in Mirin Jung. Mirin Jung. Going to talk to us about the rapture. These people in Penn Station, do they pay to like uh, have that spot where they, you could just stand there and do whatever you want? <laughs> no, it's free speech, but, man. There you go. I need to know. More on the rapture after this. Hey, Matt? Yes. 
Hey, how's it going, man? It's John Houlihan from Live from the Garage. Thank, thanks for calling. John, me. how are you, man? I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. You okay? Is everything all right? You want to call back? Uh, uh, yeah, all is well. I just, you know, I can't, I can't read emails. I don't know how to read emails. <laughs> I hate is there, is there is like Is there instructions that I'm supposed to read in an email and, and do the right thing? I don't know how to do that. I'm I mean, just a grown man. I'm with, I'm with you on that. I hate reading emails. I like never read them, and people get pissed off because I'm, I'm, you know, that's just annoying. Yeah, I need cliff notes. I need, I need shortened, <laughs> condensed, simplified instructions, or else my, my little pea brain can't handle it. Right, text so, it directly to me, and then like, I have to like take pictures of the text and like put it on, make it my home screen. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I want a, I, I want an LED uh, light, uh, light screen that extends from a hat. That's what I want. So I want a hat with like an LED uh, readout that extends right in front of my eyes that just tells me what I'm supposed to do from moment to moment. It's so right I'm working on it. This is uh, Matt Spiegel. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I'm always butchering people's names. Um, You're good. Thanks. He's You're a, good. He's a talk show host. The name of the show is, excuse me, oh, Spiegel and Parkins. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Uh, I've been doing middays for eight years, and it was uh, so it's been Spiegel and a lot of people. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's yeah. on the score six seventy in Chicago, and uh, he's a real radio guy, not like this show. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Can I have twenty off? It, it, how, it's, how, it's, as, it's as as real as you want it to be. Right. How are they, um, nine, nine, nine to one. That's a long run. Yeah. How, I, I mean, uh, how are they treating you over there? Do you still like it after all these years? Do you love talking about it? You know, I I, uh, I, I have I have my days. I like it a lot more now because I'm so much better at it. Like I'm uh, like anything, right? It's yeah. um, I'm so much more comfortable. I have I have much less anxiety about uh, about everything, uh, including the fact that some segments might just suck, right. you know, like yeah. every once in a while, an entire 10 to 15 minutes will go by and you'll say, Oh my God, I wish I had no part in that at that, all. That never and then, happened. Um, and then, and then you take a break, you know, and I have the gift of commercial breaks, uh, to walk around, uh, refocus, get a coffee, um, text somebody, uh, read something funny, whatever, uh, reset the brain and then onward you go. Right. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think I've got a, I've got a temperament for that. Um, thank God. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I still like it. And then sometimes, sometimes it's insanely exciting. Like I'm on the air yesterday when this Jose Quintana trade goes down yeah. and all of a sudden I have an entire city of baseball fans who are into it yeah. uh, from both, from both sides. Especially after um, uh, after a few days of like really nothing happening in sports. Yes, yes. Um, now I kind of like the nothing times too because we we stretched our legs and did a whole bunch of weird stuff this week yeah. um, leading up. Like I'd, I had a, the music critic for the Tribune, Greg Cott, had him in studio for an hour, and we just talked music and sports together for an hour. Um, so like you know it can do different stuff when there's absolutely nothing going on, but. Uh, but so yesterday, yeah, it just exploded, and all of a sudden, like like ninety percent of the baseball fans are happy, and even if they're not happy, they're invigorated, and everybody wants to talk, and I'm live on the air, and that's a rush, like like very yeah. few other things in life. This, you know? this there was a blockbuster trade Matt's talking about for the audience if you don't know between the Cubs and the White Sox, and uh, I don't know how you feel about this trade. I haven't listened to the, the, that show, but uh, it seems like everyone kind of made out on that deal. Yeah, it's it's one of those win wins. Um, I think it really legitimately is. 
to me, like the layers of it that are interesting is like, you know, um, if a team sucks for decades, right, and they get lucky every once in a while, um, and they win, or they don't, you know, in the Cubs case, they never won. In the White Sox case, they won in 2005 and then went back to being mediocre or just downright terrible. Um, eventually, the fan base screams, tear it all down and build it back up, right? Yeah. And the, the Cubs did that five years ago. Um, and they had this magical five-year run of like a three-year rebuild and then playoffs and then boom, won a World Series, which is storybook and ridiculous. And then the White Sox, like a year and a half, decided to do the same thing. So all of a sudden, it's like two franchises that know exactly what they're doing, and they're not drifting in some middle world like the Cubs are in go-for-it mode and the White Sox are where the Cubs were uh, four years ago or five years ago, which is, all right, just give me all the good, young, cheap guys you have and let me see what happens. Um, but you've got, like, two really purposeful, sensible sports organizations in the same town at the same time making a deal with each other that doesn't usually happen yeah so why it's do they, pretty interesting why do they not why do they uh, uh, avoid that it seems like in chicago and here in new york too like the mets don't like to make trades with the yankees it doesn't make a difference like is it just a pride thing uh yeah petty human um assholes um <laughs> can i curse sure yeah i think so yeah, yeah you're, petty, you're free man. petty human uh petty human assholes yes um no, I don't know. You remind me, when's the last time the Mets and the Yankees made a big one? Oh, I don't know. Time? Did we get Granderson straight from the Yankees, or he went somewhere else well, first? We, we signed him. I don't, we, we didn't yeah, get him he, right, that wasn't a trade. Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, thought me, I thought Duda might wow. go to the Yankees there for, for a hot minute, but I don't think that's going to happen the, now. The Yankees took Cone. They took Strawberry. You no, know, this was they were, that was later in but their it was, careers. It was in between, and, and they and they took they took Gooden, yeah. But all those guys like went away or to drug rehab and yeah, then came yeah. back there's, or whatever. There's a lot of players who have played for both the Mets and the Yankees, but I don't think it's it's very it's not very often that one goes directly from yeah. to the other, especially in a I'm, huge I'm, trade like that. I honestly don't remember any trades that happened between the Mets and the Yankees. It's mm. possible, maybe yeah. it's small, but and for the same matter, I don't remember anything like that happening between the White Sox nor the Cubs uh, either. Yeah. You've been there was one. Um, there, there was one in the uh, in the in the early '90s, which was George Bell, the former Blue Jay, right, was a Cub, and George Bell went to the White Sox and had one good year and then fell apart, and in exchange, the Cubs got Sammy Sosa, right, and and Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox and the Bulls, um, watched Sammy Sosa own Chicago and the Cubs sell a shitload of beer and tickets and and hot dogs for years and years and years and got very bitter and said to himself and out loud to some people who remember um, I am never going to help those guys again. Right. You know, he yeah. was on he was he was on uh, my radio station was on the score in the 90s and said the owner the owner said um, my favorite two favorite teams are the White Sox and whoever's playing the Cubs. The owner. That. <laughs> right, that's a famous quote. I remember he said it on your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't on my show, but it was on the. I was I was a producer at the time. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, for us Mets fans to watch uh, David Cohn and Dwight Gooden pitch perfect games for the Yankees. Right, or one was oh, a no hitter, or they both perfect games. Gooden was a no hitter, and Cohn was a perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, they always get the best of us somehow. And watching you know. the Cohn one in slow motion at the end is even better. Oh, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> like when we had David Cohn, he was like uh, you know uh, allegedly you know 
masturbating in the bullpen at the fans, and then the Yankees that's get right. him, and he's like, uh, you know, he's uh, he yeah. throws a perfect game, and he's God again. Yeah. I don't know right. if that he's happened. Still, allegedly, still with the organization. You remember that, man? I do. I do remember that. I uh, I choose to believe it. I chose to Me believe too. it then. I choose to believe it now. It's <laughs> yeah. too much fun not to believe. <laughs> right, and it, that's that's one of the most Mets things you could probably do. Who's the outfielder? Well, that whole that whole era, like yeah, that that team was the most ridiculous, debaucherous bunch of jamokes ever. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah it, uh, Cole, was it Coleman that was th- no uh, Samuel that was throwing fireworks in the yeah, uh, Vince Coleman was spraying bleach at the reporters I think right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and you got you got Gooden staying up all night doing blow and missing the the parade uh, right? yeah yeah well oh, that's yeah. going back to the now you're a Red Sox fan they, and I don't know who has my book the bad guys won but I'm gonna find out and if you have my book I'm gonna come get you I cannot find I my book it. I don't not you <laughs> but yeah. you're you're a Red Sox uh, fan Jeff, right man. Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I have read that book, that Jeff Perlman book. Yeah, that, um, that was a good one. I like. Yeah, it. it was a really good one. But yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, and uh, and uh, my little 16 year old heart was broken uh, in 1986, and you took a lot of joy about that on Facebook like a couple of months ago. And um, <laughs> it's the only thing I, I was. Have. I, yeah, yeah. You said you said, look, this is all I have, and I, but I. I was legitimately damaged by that oh, thread. I'm that sorry, Facebook man. Thread that <laughs> evening. See, I was ele- I was 11. And you were 16. I remember it, but uh, 16 is like right in the wheelhouse of, you know, this is it, man. We're we're about to win. You have, you know, you're 16 years old. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah, Ugh, I'm taking and, I'm um, taking a little joy and, in it right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, whatever you need, I want to make you happy. I mean. Look, um, my Thanks. my dad was eight years old in 1941, growing up in New Jersey, uh, in Trenton, New Jersey, and his dad was a big Yankee fan. And my dad, at eight years old, fell in love with Ted Williams, in part to be a rebellious jackass to his dad. You know, yeah. Um, and then he raised a, a, a whole family of Red Sox fans. So. Hmm. So with two outs and two strikes, I believe on Gary Carter, I I know there was two outs. I I think Carter was up. I called my dad because I was at a party. I was at this this party at this girl's house, and I like found I went up to her parents' bedroom to watch the game while everybody was at a party downstairs, and the parents were out of town, you know. And I'm watching the World Series. And I call my dad and I said, "Dad, do me a favor, um, put a tape in and tape the post game show." Oh, right? you jinxed it. Take, and my, my, my dad literally says to me, what, what, what are you doing? I've been a Red Sox fan too long. Call me when it's over. And hung up on me. Hung up on me. <laughs> he knew better. <laughs> he knew better. He knew, he knew better. I didn't. And I, I, sat, I sat there and watched this thing fucking happen and totally cried. Oh, Isn't it amazing man. at that age to be out of the market of uh, where your favorite team is from? Uh, I'm, I'm a couple of years younger than you. Uh, how do this you is speak? Ryan, by the way. So I didn't introduce everyone. It's an honor to talk to you. Um, Hello, Ryan. It, it, I find it very strange, very strange, and uh, very interesting how, um, at a young age, before you had MLB TV, before you had the internet to kind of stream the games or keep up with what's happening, or uh, I had friends who were Red Sox fans in uh, Queens and Long Island, and they'd yeah. never even seen, except for when they played the Yankees, they'd never seen a, a Red Sox game, and uh, they fought and. I mean, back then, your a lot of fanship uh, was based on collecting baseball cards um, and uh, following the players and the stats that way, and then reading the paper the next day to see how they did. And I, I find mm-hmm. it strange how so many people were able to do that and uh, maintain um, a fanship without having something more tangible um, 
to uh, to to stay uh, stay on. I mean, my father was a was a big uh, Dodgers fan. He's from Greenpoint uh, in Brooklyn, and uh, as soon as they as soon as they left, he was like, "Okay, fuck them, I'm done." And then uh, he moved on to uh, the Mets when they came to town in '62. So, yeah, how, right, how so did he, stay, he stayed local. He stayed local. Yeah. I suspect that of all those Red Sox fan friends that you had who were New York-based, um, that like my family, at some point, it was somebody's rebellion choice, somebody's counterculture choice. Right. The team know? screwed them over enough that they finally said, you know what, I'm a Red Sox fan now, which I can't. Right. Yeah. Right, or, 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 or like, you know, which I see all the time. I see families here where the parents are Cubs fans and the kids are, are Sox fans, White Sox fans, yeah. or, the, or, the, or the other way around. It's like it's a very, it's a very easy provincial rebellion. It's, uh, it's healthier than smoking, you know. <laughs> um, and it's like, so, so I wonder how much that was a factor for them. But, uh, but you're right, there was, no, there was no MLB TV, nothing like that. But I, you know, I had two older brothers, and one of my older brothers, uh, who's nine years older, lives in New York now, um, but was a huge Red Sox fan. And he used to. This is what my house was. Uh, he used to. He painted Fenway Park on his wall in his bedroom. Wow. Right. Um, he had the whole field painted, and then he had. Uh, he put slots, um, little like, little cardboard slots at all the defensive positions to hold baseball cards, and he put the defensive base, the, the Red Sox defense, out there. Right on each each position, and then he would listen to games uh, from 1080 WTIC out of Hartford. It was Ken Coleman and Joe Castiglione. Castiglione's still doing Red Sox games, and he would listen to the games with like an antenna out the out the window, just getting it as best he could. And he would move baseball cards around on the wall as the game was going. Stratomatic. Right? Stratomatic. Yeah, he, he's doing he's doing like life size. Like real action, stratomatic with the game on the radio, and I'm five years old. That's looking great. at that, five, six years yeah. old. Um, so that was that was baseball to me. That was passion to me, and uh, and and so it came easy. So then, so eventually, I went to Emerson in Boston, and I went to like thirty games a year for four years in, in Boston. Aren't you watching nice. the Yankee Sox tonight? They're on uh, the big series this weekend. You know, I this is the thing. I've been in Chicago since '92 for the most part, and I. My my love for the Red Sox has dissipated almost fully. Plus, wow. they won, so that 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 kind of went over. And then I've just I've just been here, man. I've been around the Cubs and yeah. kind of got smitten with Wrigley, understandably. And then the last five years uh, being on top of this, and then the last two years working here for the Cubs flagship and being around, and I know shitloads of people within the organization. And I was at six World Series games last year. It's crazy. Wow. Like I, you know, my. It's uh, if I'm if I'm passionate about anything, it's 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 Cubs. But also, when you do sports uh, sports this much and have been around baseball as much, it, it it changes. You know, I know how the sausage is made in a lot of ways, and right, like right, right. I I will enjoy I enjoy great stories, um, and and I I enjoy great baseball played by anybody and great plays played by anybody. But my partisan fandom is uh, is very hit and miss, mostly miss. What's the I'm sorry, John. What's the divide in uh, Chicago amongst uh, baseball fans uh, between the like? What's uh, the percentage? Yeah, is, there, is most everybody a Cubs fan, and there's very few uh, White Sox fans, or is it fifty fifty? Uh, what, what do you guess, John? What do you guess? Um, Sounds like a thought. Me, I I will guess. Um, it's uh, well now after the World Series. I don't know. I'll say sixty forty Cubs. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe seventy thirty. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, and 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 of of the thirty, um, 
they can be vocal, but it's it's small. It's a it's a mm. small batch. Um, it's very much a, a, a Cubs town, and hell, maybe it's seventy five twenty five. I don't know. Um, but if it's seventy thirty, but but what's happening with the Cubs now is what what happened with the Red Sox is where they were lovable losers forever, mm-hmm. and so you had those diehards, and and then all of a sudden they got good, so now you have the bandwagoners as mm-hmm. well. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know there was a period there where Red Sox Nation took over from Yankee fans, if you ask me, in terms of volume across the country. Um, I used to do national uh, sports radio for a while, so <laughs> that's what the sensation was. And now the Cubs, I mean, the Cubs have fans everywhere, all across the world, and, and they're incredibly annoying to I'm a t- lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, that last year when the Yankees were nowhere, I'm yeah. telling you, in the last two years, I haven't, the, the amount of Yankee stuff has just disappeared, and now all of a sudden it's back. It's like, it, you know, it's crazy. Wow. Jerks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? On the flip did. side, what do you think the New York scene is on Yankees and Mets? What's the percentage? Hmm. Um, you guys would know better than me. I mean, yeah, I've, I, I, I visit a lot and stuff, but that's I. Weird. Well, if you came around here, it would be 90% Mets, but I don't think that's what it is in real life. No, I think there's probably slightly more Yankee fans, maybe 60, 40, something like that, Yankees. Right. I think there's, they have a permanent bandwagon fan base, yeah. too. And if you look at across the country, they're like Cowboys fans. There's always some idiot in a Yankee hat, and you want to punch him in his head. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, I, I, uh, you, you guys you talk about to, all. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You ever go to a sports bar in California and watch um, and watch football? I lived in LA for like a, like a year and a half, and if you go to a, go to a, like a and it, you know the game started ten o'clock, which is an amazing thing. So you can have like bloody marys and brunch while you're watching football, <laughs> and then and then the second game ends and it's only you know four o'clock in the afternoon. You <sighs> That's crazy. That means these want. guys get up at six o'clock in the morning and start pounding Coors Lights. Yeah, 100%. And if you go to a sports bar, there's always a huge batch of 49ers fans who jumped on the bandwagon in the Montana years. (laughs) And there's a huge batch of Cowboys fans. And there's a huge batch of Steelers fans. Oh, yeah. The Steelers guys are are everywhere, too. Yeah. And they're older. They're older. But it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. So it's like, it's hard for me to rip bandwagon fans because everybody had a bandwagon at some point. Yeah. Usually. And they're always wearing, they're always wearing like those, those puffy jackets with the championships on them. You know, those old jackets, (laughs) like, like, it's like 57 year old dude and he still has the same jacket and the jacket's like in, in nice shape. Right, it's blue he with like red it, sleeves. He keeps it nice, you know. He only breaks it out <laughs> yeah, on Sunday. He, he presses it and hangs it up beautifully. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, the, the, covers it in plastic in the off season, <laughs> stuff like that. Like vinyl sleeves and like the uh, the, the numbers of the, of the championship, the Super Bowls on the back with the big trophy on and stuff. I yeah. love those guys. Those oh, yeah. are guys are hardcore. Who's your Who's your football team? <laughs> oh, see, this is uh, this is uh, this is this is where it gets dangerous. Jersey's for me. weird. Um, yeah. uh, same brother, same brother, nine years old. Uh, or nine years older, fell in love with the Killer B, um, or not the Killer B, but the uh, the no name defense Miami Dolphins with Nick Bonaconti and Manny Fernandez and and Larry Zonka, Mercury Mars, and Paul Warfield and Bob Greasy and shit like that. So I grew up a Dolphins fan. Wow. But now n- now we got troubles because. Um, well, it's just I, nobody's listening from Chicago, right? They're not listening, right? Um, we got a quite a few Chicago people. I think there's more, more Chicago than New York people okay. actually listening. All right. <laughs> because you know, it, it's uh, if it ever got out, uh, forgot ever got out how I felt on a Monday night in 1985 when the Bears were down there in Miami. 
you know, if if, they, if it if it ever yeah. if it ever got out that I was rooting for the Dolphins that night, that could be the end of my career. <laughs> That's the Super Bowl shuffle year, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I mean, I, Walter Patron, fifteen year old kid, fifteen year old kid living in Jersey who grew up a Dolphins fan. That's what I was um, at the time. But, Monday morning, you're gonna walk in. He's like, Spiegel, get into my office, <laughs> dude. It's coming. And I, I'm an idiot for just saying it. Literally. For eight years, I've been saying nobody can know that. Nobody be, can know that be, about that night, and now I just said it out loud, you bastard. That's a lie from the Barrage exclusive. Be sure to tune in to Just Parkins <laughs> next week uh, as Matt uh, takes on an <laughs> indefinite hiatus. <laughs> Parkins and intern. <laughs> Parkins and intern. The no, show. You know what, it, but the thing is, it, it's just better to be yourself. And at this point, yeah. at this point, like, look, if, if if people don't like me or if they don't think, you know, screw it, whatever. It's just, yeah. it's so much easier to be yourself, isn't it? Like, yes. are you guys? Yes. You're not doing a you're not doing a bit on no. your show, right? You're you're trying to be as legitimately close to yourself as possible. Correct. I, I genuinely try to remove as much artifice as humanly possible between my brain and the microphone. You see, Mario, what Matt's saying? It's a shtick-free zone. You know, we, I don't want the shtick. I'm 100% myself except when I'm making things up. You know, Mario has these ideas where he writes down, like, bits on paper, and then it's, like, shticky, and I try to tell him that it's not the way to do it, but he doesn't listen. Yeah, you'll be sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's, there's a place for that as long as, like, you know what you're doing and you're not trying to pull one over necessarily. Did you just say, you'll you know? be sorry to me? Yeah, when the rapture, when the rapture <laughs> comes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I he was threatening me. Tonight's but bit was you, the rapture, you, man. When you first got to Chicago, and, and or, when, or rather when you first started doing the show, did you feel the need to kind of, like, uh, put on airs or put on some kind of character, or were you... Is it... No, no, it, it, it's not that. It's really just um, it's a it's a layer of self consciousness that slowly gets stripped away, right? Yeah. It's a it's a layer of like as you're saying something, how is this going to be heard? Uh, how, like how how are people going to react? To this and what's going to be the fallout of that mm-hmm. what's the counter do i have to say that first do i you know yeah. do i have to inoculate myself against a possible bad reaction it's that it's that kind of thing but now you think, um, think about that less and, what yeah i don't i i, I don't i don't really think about that mm-hmm. um uh, uh, almost at all but every once in a while i'll catch myself and i'll be like stop doing that right you know that but you know the, the way the way that the business is now um i mean it used to be calls and and it still is calls but texting oh my god i mean do you guys people tweet at you guys do you have a text do you have a text screen at all do people text the we show have a, or anything we have a chat box that people okay. are which is essentially i guess the same kind of thing it's yeah. like a run a scrolling chat box that that goes on but yeah, now, here's what I here's what I suspect is different about your chat box and about my text screen, is that the phenomenon in local radio, especially, is that if people listen to you, um, sometimes they like you, but a lot of times they fucking hate you. Yeah. And, but they listen. They listen every day. They listen to hate you. They listen to cathartically process whatever shit is going on in oh, their yeah. lives. You know. Um, so like I, I remember, uh, and, and so and some, I get, now I get the same people texting every day, and they're texting horrible insults that have zero effect, zero effect. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning, I remember the distinct moment when I was talking to my partner at the time, Dan McNeil, and I I was making a point, and I happened to look over at the text screen, and I read this was in the first week. I read uh, I read this. It said uh, Spiegel. Every time you open your fucking mouth, I cringe. Right. <laughs> and. Um, I'm trying to make a point, and it was very distracting. Very yeah, distracting. I, I mean, uh, I, I take everything to heart in there in that chat box. I got to stop doing it. 
Oh God, do you have to stop? God, if it's, it's that's danger. Yeah. That is danger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know. So like on and off for the first few years, it was like, am I gonna? This is affecting me. Oh my God, this is horrible. You know. Because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I grew up with a uh, pathological need for validation and reassurance, which has... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Much like our president. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is true. This is true. And, um, and I channeled mine into uh, singing, uh, which I've done my whole life, and being on the radio, which I've now done most of my life. Um, and uh, the radio thing comes with a lot of validation and reassurance, but yeah. also a shit ton of, of criticism and insults. Um, and uh, but you know you, you learn you learn to deal with it and just yeah. not not worry about it. Have you ever said anything that got you in trouble? I mean, you were on the air that long; you must have done something. Uh, if I said anything on air, I had I had a drunken uh, a drunken uh, thing on Twitter one night that was awful, uh, and I was the uh, my head was on on the the Twitter stick for the following <laughs> day. Um, so I had a I had a bad I had a bad incident with that. Um, but on the air, I don't think I've ever said anything really bad. I mean, I've had to get dumped every once in a while, dumped because I can't curse in my in my realm. Yeah, but I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything too bad on the how air. How many people work on the show? There's a guy just uh, on the dump button, or there's a, there's a couple producers sitting in there, and there's a stats guy and everything like that. There's two producers. Two producers. There used to be in, an intern, but we don't have interns anymore. You, you you know about that about that whole thing? It's all all across radio mostly, but certainly sports radio. An intern in upstate New York sued um, CBS Radio, saying he was free labor. Right, and and he was right. He was right. We were all free labor when we all were interns. Mm-hmm. like you know. Like to call him but he won. He yeah. won. They had to settle or or whatever. And now there are no interns. Oh wow! Uh, no broadcast Across interns the over country. the entire CBS Radio Corporation. Oh wow! Crazy. See, I, I just saw an interview today when I was at Sirius XM this morning. The, the, a guy was being interviewed. I assumed it was for an internship because then he told him it paid $9 an hour, which is below the minimum. Maybe it's not. Maybe it was a job. Maybe maybe they don't do interns either anymore. Could be a paid intern. I guess. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. I, he he I got the job. I don't, what, I don't know what it is in Sirius. And I, I think ESPN Radio still has him. But I know in CBS Radio, like... So, I mean, that, I did, I learned so much as an intern. I interned three days a week for seven hours a day for an entire year in 1994 right, right. Um, for nothing and learned a shitload and eventually got part-time producing shifts and then a full-time producing shifts and then part-time hosting shifts. And then, you know, I mean, that, that's how I got in. Are you listening, so, Steve Albini? You're going down, buddy. <laughs> you better get, dump, dump those interns making that fluffy coffee because it's over. <laughs> oh, Clean up some carts. So you had the fluffy yeah, coffee. Yeah, you know, I Matt, I don't know if you remember. We actually well, we met once before at, the, at playing poker. At, at, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember that you guys had done you guys had done the show live from there, right? I came yeah. In late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever got a chance to speak with you, but uh, we were no, there together. No. How'd you get I, into? I was, how'd you I get... was too busy giving away several hundred dollars. <laughs> Are you a good poker player, or like, uh, how'd you get into playing poker? I, I have my moments. Uh, I'm better because of that game, because of getting my ass kicked by a bunch of those guys, and yeah. then also having the uh, freedom to talk through some hands a lot with those guys. Um, so I, I, I'm better now. Um, but yeah, I, I, now, now I can go and and, uh, and and go to like the horseshoe or something, and and bring. Six hundred bucks, which will be two buy-ins for the two-five game, and wow. I can sit down and either lose them both and walk away, or some nights I'll, I'll, you know, the other night I was there, I think I made four hundred bucks a month or so ago. I made like twenty-three hundred dollars. I mean, nice. so you know, 
I know, I, I know what I know what I'm doing. It doesn't mean I, I play well every time, but I know what I'm doing. You're good always strategy. welcome to come here and play with us. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Okay, you guys play after the show, right? Uh, not not after the show anymore. Now we play on Sundays or Mondays because I have to get up in the morning now. Stupid thing Change my work. schedule. Yeah. <clears throat> I've kept waiting for this show to die so we can go back to playing poker, but it's not happening. It's getting bigger and bigger. Wait, I missed uh, missed out on uh, asking you about the singing since you brought it up. How did you start singing and uh, and uh, what's uh, what's tribute? To um, you're breaking up a little, little bit. Is that my is that my phone breaking I, up? I think can it, I hear you? I think I'm it's trying. you. Can you hear Hello? me now? Something sounds like a jet plane. Yeah, it sounds like you're in the wind Hello? or something. Hello. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Might be me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 my that's. That's my ridiculous air conditioning. Oh. <laughs> that's like it's the loudest wow, what do you got central there? air in the history of mankind. I'm going to go turn it off. I'm walking. Hi, honey. Hi, <laughs> babe. I'm in the middle of a thing. I'm tur- turning this off. And there we go. Sorry about that. It's too loud. All right, we're back. We're live. Hey, I'm about live. All right. <laughs> what do you got, the Commando uh, 600 over there? Are you talking to... The, uh, you ever know anybody talked in a radio voice like that? I knew a guy at Sporting News Radio when I was there, Chris Russell. Not Chris Russo, but Chris Russell. Right. And I'd walk in and say, hey, Chris, how you doing? And say, hey, Matt, what's going on? How you been? How's everything? I'm like, oh, good, good. He said, all right, I'm going back on. And he would go, hey, everybody, it's Christopher Russell at Sporting News Radio. one 800 Just immediately, like the flip would just get switched. And, uh, and that, I never, ever want to be that. <laughs> Let's say we're shot out of a cannon today. Yeah, all right. Not even, not even goofing around. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Even just goofing around on the air? <laughs> Let's go. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that that much I love to do. Oh, what a trade! Oh my, I'm out of here, everybody. We'll see you down the weekend. All right. <laughs> I was coming right. to a stop. And you need the symbol. You the symbol and the horn and, and the whole thing. Yeah, that's as close as I can go. <laughs> I got a gong. I got a gong and a siren. That's as close as I can get. So. <laughs> Use it, babe. Use it. <laughs> you're on. You're on with the mad dog. <laughs> and then you play a dog. And shit like that. <laughs> Those guys. Are you, are you on the radio with any of the? I mean, well, you probably can't say. Like, you know, when you when you first started with your partner. Are there growing pains? Like when they go through all these partners, is it you? Is it them? What, what are you doing to these four um, guys? I had, one, I had one guy the first five years, a very, very famous Chicago radio guy named Dan McNeil. Uh, and yeah. I used to be his producer. And then we started, it was the Danny Mac show. And I used to say I was the the in the Danny Mac show. Right. Um, and then, then it became Mac and Speaks. Uh, and then he kind of flamed out. He's a incredibly talented sweet guy who's very volatile um and falls in and out of love with the business Uh and he fell out of love with the business and had some other problems and and walked away so then it was spiegel and manley uh, a football player former long snapper for the bears um and then he decided he didn't want to do anything other than football so he quit after football season um and then it was Spiegel and Goff, um, and then Goff just went to the afternoons, and now it's Spiegel and Parkins. I got a 30-year-old partner who's a Chicago guy, but he's been in Kansas City for like the last six years. And uh, it, it's like, it seems like the midday shift is where, is where I break them in, um, and then, <laughs> then they move on to better things, That's and right. I remain right there. Are there, are there growing pains when you, when you, every time you get a new partner? Is it, is it tough, or do you guys hit it off right away, or is it, is it work? Uh, it is definitely work. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I did, I did the math once. I think I've worked with like 31 different partners over the course of the, the eight years, 31 different people at different times, you know? Um, and I'm the youngest of five, so I can get along with just about everybody. 
uh, can make a can make a decent show with just about everybody. But like, yeah, there's definitely growing pains. I mean, you're talking to each other for 20 hours a week, and um, and and people's people's own issues uh, get in there. You know, like my partner now, he was trying really really hard uh, at the beginning. We started about nine months ago. He was trying super hard to be awesome and mm-hmm. make a great impression. You know, he's new, having his dream job. Um, and I was like, I, I was defensive, uh, cause I felt like he was trying so hard and like chipping away at me. And I was like, what are you doing? Just relax. My God. And, you know? <laughs> so that, that was, that was an incredibly tense dynamic at times, which was uh, very hard for people to listen to, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, but, but we got through it. We got through it. It took a little while and, uh, it took us hanging out and, and, you know, smoking a bong together and, and, and then, it also took one night when I I destroyed him in Miss Pac-Man. That's pretty much when we got over the hump because he's a very, very confident uh, young millennial of a man. And um, and we're in a bar and he goes, he said like I say, oh look at that Miss Pac-Man, and we've never talked about it or anything. And he goes. I will bet any amount of money you want that I am the best Miss Pac-Man player in this bar. That's what he said. I just took out of nowhere. The test, wow. How much money? And, uh, did, how much money I, did you get off? I, I, uh, I just made him pay the bill. It was like 120 bucks or something. <laughs> but I basically, I basically started and I pitched a perfect Miss Pac-Man game. Like I, I went through like like eight boards. Did you turn on, it over? On the first guy, you know. <laughs> Um, and just like I, I think I had eighty-one thousand when I when I died for the first time. Ooh, um, wow, so, you're good. You're, you, you know who's really good at that is Phil Ivy, the poker player. Are you familiar with that guy? He plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, good. He has the game in his house, and he plays for big money too. Like he, he, wow. Yeah, I think he invites people over, and they play for like you know, serious like you know, like fifty yeah, grand. Just the stuff. first board with his eyes closed. That yeah. guy just loves action. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah, he, he's eighty-one thousand before you died. That's incredible. That's yeah, eighty-one thousand before I died, and uh, I think I ended up at I don't know. I ended up with a high score in that bar. Live in the broad Yeah, so that that, that was good. That that, <laughs> break, that breaks the ice when you destroy somebody, and then he laughed at himself the next morning. He yeah. laughed at himself about it. And it was a great show the next morning. So there you that, go. You that, ever, was a, that was a big moment. For you us. ever think about doing a, the show by yourself, like Mike Francesa with a big bottle of Diet Coke? And- and fall asleep on the air. I'm, and... I'm, I'm afraid I'd fall asleep. What if I fall asleep? I <laughs> and then you wake up and look right at the camera. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? <laughs> How many people are listening yeah. at one time? What, what's the listenership? What, do you, what would you say? Um, you know, I think, I think I, at, at a given time, it might be 40 or 50 grand, I, I, think, is, I think is how it works. Nice. We, got, we have numbers that. Numbers are weird. Forty What's or fifty. That? That's it. <laughs> Forty, fifty grand is. Uh, we, no, we have, we have something like that. Those are our numbers. Yeah, that's our numbers. By the way, live from the Barrage game break here, Michael Conforto with a three-run homer. The uh, the Mets shellacking the uh, Rockies. I shouldn't oh. say anything. In the bottom of the seventh is twelve to two. Thank you. This wow. is the turning point. The yeah, yeah, not over. <laughs> it's over. There's a wild card team. It's a big <laughs> night for them. We should ask Matt. Matt, is the Mets season officially over? Is there any way that the Mets can have some kind of uh, miracle, so to speak, miracle. and turn it around? Uh, uh, how how many how many of the following people are in the rotation? Okay, let me ask you something. Um, Harvey, no, no. Cindergard, right? uh, out. No. Yeah. Um, is Matts alive and in the rotation? He's he is back. in the rotation. He's back. He had a bad start last time, but otherwise he's been solid. Okay. Degrom is still there, right? He's pitch, pitching, pitching tonight. Pitching a gem. P- p- so so Degrom is pitching tonight. He's starting off the second half. 
Um, all right, and who, is it who, who, am I, who am I forgetting? Who's the who's the fifth the fifth Wheel, Wheeler? Um, oh yeah, yeah, Zach Zach Wheeler, who you got for for Carlos Beltran, <laughs> right? Right. right. Who's, uh, Very good. Who's had Tom, he's had Tommy John four times, five yeah. times. We, we, we got oh, we yeah, got Zach, Zach Wheeler in 1965. He's pitched two games. <laughs> <laughs> He's seventy six years old, and we didn't get Bartolo Colon back this year. No, yeah, and Bartolo oh, Colon no. said the other day, he goes, uh, you know, nobody from the Mets texted me, so I went to the Twins. <laughs> oh, what? He got he got lit up. Uh, he got lit up in the minors last night for the Twins. Yeah, so yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, the poor guy, I love him, but he's he's lost it. I mean, he stopped but, trying. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're, you're toast. You're, your Mets are toast, and your Mets are toast for a little while. Yeah, but every yeah, time right. the Mets, I, I, it's true. The past two years, they always came back in like August. Yeah, you know, but, but you know what? I don't, I don't even. Cons- I don't know if, what Matt thinks, but I don't consider that like oh, that like the Mets made the playoffs two years in a row. Making the wild card game, uh, one game playoff to me, isn't making the playoffs to me. I don't know. Now, it's like a cheating making the play. It's not really making the playoffs. To be, to be fair, and then they lost the game. I was there. It stunk. Right. To be fair, though, how how do you feel about the the Cubs' chances this year? And I want to know if Matt thinks that's really making the playoffs. Or... I, uh, I it, it 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 is making the playoffs. I mean, there's been some wild card teams that have gone to it and won it um, in in in, yeah. in in recent years, but it's a uh, it's it's a coin flip. So it's not you got to be better than that. I yeah. mean, you you have to be better than that so you can avoid avoid what often happens, which is you have a great year and it's done in three hours. Right, so right. No oh no, it's no fun at all. Um, no, but you know the Mets thing. I can't that I'll always think about is how they were the mirror image of the Cubs, right? They did it with arms. Mm-hmm. Mets loaded up on all the pitchers, and the Cubs loaded up on all the hitters with plans to to buy pitching or trade for somebody else's pitching and fix it. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, pretty obvious which one is uh, is, is more effective yeah. right now. <laughs> what a disaster! All you guys fall apart. <laughs> it's not even like normal injuries. It's like a, you, there's some guy in the minor leagues that we have got like mugged and hit over the head the other day. It just never stops. This, this weird, <laughs> weird stuff happens to the Mets. Like uh, Jeremy Blev- Jerry, Jerry Blevins, I remember he he broke his arm twice in a row, like walking down the street. Like he broke his arm, uh, he got out of the hospital and tripped over a curb and broke it again, and he was out for like another season. <laughs> it's just weird, <laughs> weird crap. Like the plane crashes. I, I kind of, you know, I hate to say that. Duan or Sanchez? I don't want the plane to crash, but maybe we could start over. You know, if the plane crashes and only and Michael Conforto survives and we rebuild, what do you say? <laughs> we can rebuild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. And um, and then you're you're still probably going to be paying David Wright for another seven or nine years. He's right? see, like I, I see him hanging in around the dugout right now. <laughs> hey, man, Bobby Bodilla. Yeah, Once in a while, I forget he's still on the team. I'm like, oh look, there he's hanging around out there. That guy. <laughs> we just gave Bonilla oh, a million point one last week. Uh, I don't know what the details are, but I think it doesn't matter. We're going to end up paying him anyway. <laughs> what do you do? Did you watch the All Star game? I, I I did watch the All Star game. Do you I, care about I, the All Star game? I, I, I thought it was cleaner. I thought it was cleaner now that the home field thing is gone. Like uh, yeah, you're not sitting there with this huge logical disconnect keeping you from kind oh. of just enjoying your experience. I thought it was a lot cleaner. So you know how is I mean? the home field determined now? How is home field determined now? Is that your question? Yeah, is it back to the old way? Alternate years? Uh, no, it's a uh, record. No, it's it's it's. It's the it's the best record. They, they've they, they've done away with the idea 
that, um, oh, no, we can't book the hotel rooms fast enough, mm-hmm. uh, right? That, yeah. that was an excuse at some point when they were alternating, and then they went to this goofy thing. But now, yeah, the best team, the team with the best record in the World Series. So, so they're not, you're not going to know the World Series um, locations uh, until, uh, until the NLCS and ALCS are done, I think. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I like that. That's the way it should be by record. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. If you have you won, you know, ten more games than your opponent, and, and you have to, and you get a, you know, you're not a home field advantage. So then, after that last game, yeah. the switchboards light up, and people start booking rooms and flights. And... I, I I think I think that's the case. I'm embarrassed to not know for sure, but I I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the every case. decision comes down to you know what. So. Well, I hated yes. the way it was. I hate the American League winning every year. It's ridiculous. Uh, we almost won. <laughs> we. Like I'm on the National League. Yeah, we. Really? Yeah. Really? We still have, you and we Rusty still have league pride. Yeah. They, they Italy play every single day. Right. And it's like you're taking, you're taking the, the laundry routing to a, to a bizarre <laughs> league extension. Uh, everyone's got to wear Marlins jerseys. It's like horrible. That was awful. I don't yeah. like that part. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. And a little patch on the sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that and that home run structure, which is like a oh. it's like a like a like a seventies carnival designed by a guy on acid. That was that was awful because I and, and the home run derby could have been good and it was kind of good, but the bracket is terrible because then you have like the second worst guy going over a guy who's just going to cream him. It's a no doubter. It was over yeah. before they stepped to the plate. You know, Judge could have hit yeah. from the other side. Wait, Judge won every yeah. round by one home run, though. Yeah, Isn't that he, true? Uh, maybe. I think I watched it. Yeah, but he, had, but he had but he had, like two minutes on the clock when he quit at the end. Oh, he, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I wonder about yeah, that, just, too, because just, they're like, oh, Stanton hit 61, and that's a record. Right. Now, they didn't let Judge finish. He could have, you know, maybe beat that number or come, a clo- yeah. come close, but they just, they, they, once he won, that was it. They, oh, they, that's something they're doing now. They don't let it the clock run out all was, the way anymore. There was no like garbage time. To. It was just over. Thanks and he Bobby hit 11, Ab- and that was it. Yeah. Thanks to Bobby Abreu. Yeah. yeah. Look, he hit 22 home runs, I think, in the round before he went to the finals, and he, he went against the, head-to-head with a guy who hit 10. You know. do, you ever, do, you, do you ever find yourself looking at athletes like that, and just kind of thinking of them as as a species, like you get kind of all Darwin. You, you don't want to know like how when I, I watch when I watch that guy, right? When he came to Wrigley, and I I had good seats for one of the games when the Yankees came, and just watching that guy run the bases, it's like. What that is a different species than me. Like I don't, you know. I, I thought I thought that way about Jorge Soler, who was on the Cubs and is now on the Royals. But when you when you see like a a, a six five, I mean, I know in his case he's what six eight two eighty something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But it it just it just doesn't doesn't make any goddamn sense. And like I don't know, the last time you were at a, an NBA game live, like you you get desensitized to it. On TV, and then you go there live, and you're like, who, who, who are these people? I remember last Bulls game I was at. There was a guy on the sidelines who was um, right, right in the first row, was like talking to Jimmy Butler, talking to all these guys. And I said, who is that? And somebody said, oh yeah, that's Demarius Thomas. Like the six foot five inch wide receiver for the Denver Broncos looked like a normal sized human person yeah. Yeah. next to the the, ba- the basketball guys, which is it's a different animal than when, us. when you look at the, when you watch a basketball game. You're like, oh, look, Steph Curry looks like he's uh, five feet tall and twelve right. years old. You and think then of some of these if guys he stood next to you, short. he's like probably a foot tall, and you kick the yeah. crap out of you. You think of like Iverson as being a short guy or something? He's and six foot, I believe. He's probably be the tallest guy. I think Iverson's only six feet tall, actually. 
Is that? I thought he was a little yeah, like six two or something like that. I think he's six foot. But no, he's 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 six foot flush. We I we ended up with seats uh, under the basket at uh, the garden. And that's the answer, that's, Ryan. That's Thank when you. that's when uh, we we were there when uh, Ewing and Oakley were on the team, and when you see uh, these guys running down the court towards you, practice, it's a little man. scary. It's a it's a little <laughs> frightening because they're running right at you. And I was at a game once where Muggsy Bogues was there, and. To the opposite He's actually extreme. nine feet tall. It looked really like mean. no, he was he was so small. It looked like he was dribbling. He's a predator. A, it looked like he was dribbling a big orange beach ball. <laughs> he was really a tiny like, guy. Like, like seeing Darren Sproles on a football field. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's definitely a gift with athletes, just like a musician or anybody else who's excels in their area. It's, you you just, think. Of course. I mean, I just saw the Bo Jackson thing we were talking about. <laughs> you think athletes are that gifted. That man That's... was amazing. That play where he actually yeah. walked on the wall and made it look like it was routine. And the, the fact that he was like, yeah, I'll play baseball. Yeah, I'll play football. Well, he was one of the only guys who could do it. I mean, he, I mean, he was basically mad at Tampa. At, at who? Tampa. So he just didn't want to play football. He, did, he ran up a wall like it was the ground. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I mean that that that's still that's still the best athlete of my, of my lifetime that I've ever seen. That's still my answer. Is Bo Bo. Jackson? Yeah. Is that your answer when you're asked that? Even, uh, even more so than Dion. Neon Dion. Um, yeah, no, because because Bo because Bo is like Bo is enormous. Bo could could barrel over people in a way that 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 uh, that that Dion could not. So yeah, like yeah, you know, like, I've always had a thing for. Um, yeah, thing, and it is a fetish for gigantic, very fast running backs. It started with Earl Campbell, and then it uh, and then it went to Herschel Walker. I remember the freshman sensation, Herschel Walker. The promos on ABC as I was a kid. I was like, all right, I got to see what this is. Oh, it's a 220 pound man who's an uh, Olympic sprinter. Okay, interesting. And then and then Bo, you know, like uh, that, that that kind of stuff. I just always. I was watching the Houston Oilers on a Monday night when Earl Campbell, I think it was his 38th carry of the game, he went 74 yards on his 38th carry of the game. And it was like, and then, back and watched the highlights from that game over and over and over again. It's just like, it's just. It, it's staggering that that kind of athlete when they're that big and that fast and that everything it's just it's going to blow me away forever. Can you do you think the I'm sorry to go back to baseball for a second. Do you think the Cubs uh, have a chance of uh, taking the Brewers over for the first place spot? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, very 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 much so. Um they got to they got to wake up and and uh and 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 play with uh with a lot more focus and, and, and passion and give a shit, uh, especially early in games. They've been terrible. They've given up 80 runs in, in the first inning in 88 games. Wow. Ariata kind of, kind of fell apart, right? Uh, yeah, Ari's coming back a little bit. This Quintana trade will be big, and they're not done. We'll see what they do over the next couple of weeks. But, uh, Never count out yeah, I think that, Joe Maron. <laughs> how, does, how does your wife feel about sports? Is uh is she into it, or is she just, uh, you know, completely sick of you talking about baseball and football all the time? Yeah. Oh, well, you're talking to Matt. Uh, Sorry. It, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a girlfriend um, at this point, which is uh, delightful um, uh, for all concerned, really. Uh, there was a wife, but now there's a girlfriend. Um, we know uh, there is no longer a wife. It, there's not a wife plus a girlfriend. Let me be clear about that. Um, 
but uh, she she's a Cubs fan. She's a huge. She was a Cubs girl. She was a girl who, like her dad used to take her to the bleachers on Sundays when it was that's all he could afford. You know, he'd take her and all her cousins to the bleachers. So so she's she's with me on baseball all the time and with me on all Cubs stuff all the time. The other stuff she kind of she understands. And uh and now now with the DVR and uh, you know I can control uh, I can control the universe exactly as I need to, which is an amazing thing. What's not watch stuff whenever I need to. What's not a sport? Um, if there's no defense involved, is it a sport? Is golf a sport? Is that Red Bull stuff when they jump off a cliff a sport? Do you need to <laughs> like I, I think like well, unless someone's trying to stop you from hitting the ball, like diving, trying to tackle you or something, then it's not it's more of a game. Is baseball uh, that's a that's a that's a good call in terms of uh yeah, you know, I, I but I think of them as athletes though. I think of them like yeah. Do you think of I, I think of golfers as athletes? Should I not? Are they just are they just gamers? You think they're just gamers? Think John Daly's an athlete? <laughs> I mean, he's my my favorite golfer, but I don't know if he's an athlete. <laughs> it's not certainly not for the golf. I mean, yeah, David I mean, Wells was an athlete. Remember that scene? And um, yeah, I guess you're uh, you know that's but that's isn't that one of the great things about baseball and bowling and golf is you could be just any jerk off the street. Mm-hmm. Like David yes. Wells or ba- Babe Ruth. Yes, you could be. You could be. You could be Terry. You could be Terry Forster, or you could be Pablo <laughs> Sandoval, and still still get forty-eight million dollars oh, when you're told to walk away. Hey, he was That's an all-star not too long ago, and that guy fell apart. The Didn't most, they just release him? That yeah. right? The most legendary baseball yeah. player is probably forty pounds overweight at the time. I remember he beat uh, David Wright out for the third base position for the All-Star game one year, and then you know, next thing you know, the guy just he's just got nothing. He's out there. He's like, well, yeah. Well, he, he he was great in uh, a couple different World Series for the Giants, including one where he had he had like an OPS of like one point four six five or something in that mm. World Series and got made the World Series MVP, and immediately signed a, a huge deal with the Red Sox and was awful for them, absolutely awful for two and a half years. Got away with it. What is the? Uh, oh, wait, I lost. Uh, have you have you watched the Mike Francesca thirty for thirty yet? I, I have I have not watched it. I heard there's a. I didn't see it yet either. You know, I, 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 did you guys watch it last night? I saw the numbers were low. The ratings numbers were low. Oh yeah, surprising. you get the ratings numbers. Yeah. Man, I love that. I want to read the ratings. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot it was on. <laughs> Look at those numbers. Yeah, I forgot it was on too. I guess they get a, <laughs> Have you seen? Yeah. The, they got a they got a two share. Whatever that means. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. to speak that shit i have to be able to speak that i'm shit. sure they'll play it over it. and over again on like the other like espn2 or something like that i hope you know i yeah. guess you'll probably well, just they should do watch it on, on youtube guy, the, the the guy who was the the first superstar at the score you know about mike north you know about that guy no I'm, i don't think so no mike north had a hot dog stand um and the gu- people who owned the FM radio station, WXRT in Chicago, used to go to the hot dog stand, and he would talk sports with them all the time, and they loved him. And, and uh, they decided they were going to over- start a sports station, like a year or two after the fan. And so he heard about it, and he said, you've got to let me on, you've got to let me on there. And they said, you know what, go, go buy some time at this other radio station and do some practice, and then send us a tape. And he eventually did. And they gave him a show. It, he was a you know high school dropout um, and a, a hot dog hot dog vendor essentially hot dog stand owner. And they paired him with a black Harvard educated former bear named right. Dan Jiggets. It's like <laughs> compensation. 
it in every possible way. And there were North and Jiggets, the monsters of the midday, and he eventually <laughs> became the number one midday guy in the city. He wow. was eventually, eventually made like a million five a year wow. to Jesus. do the job. Because After being he's a hot, real. Because a guy he's real. A hot he's on the, from the streets and he's real, and Chicago could relate, I bet. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Then he then he and he got too big for his britches and thought he should talk politics and and uh, and and you know he got bloated and turned down a huge contract and now he hasn't worked in a long time. You in try, Chicago. You, you try, but it's a great story. You try to avoid uh, politics and things like that on your show and just stick to sports. I, uh, I, I I've unfortunately decided to 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 mostly do that. Over the last, God, I don't know, six months, there was a while there. I talked a lot. Of, I, I, I was myself and talked a lot about Trump leading up um, and talked about him after the election every once in a while. And then just in, in the end, most people come to me, come to us for an escape from, from all of it. You know, yeah. no, even, no matter no matter who they are, like the, they don't need confirmation in the in the echo chamber if they think like I do. I mean, you can get that anywhere they want. No, yeah, yeah. So it's like m- most people most people come to us for the escape. It's it, just and, and and so I'm a I'm a little ashamed to not open my mouth on it more these days. I must admit, but you know, it's just it's frustrating. It's not, it's though, not right? worth it a yeah. lot of times. It's frustrating, and then you then you see all these ugly comments come in your text box and stuff, and you're just like, ah, what's the point? Yeah, well, yeah, it's like some, some people are, are just not going to change their mind and they're just kind of dug in and looking for just to have the fight. And I don't I, I don't I don't like having the fight. It's like I I don't like having a fight on uh, on most sports things like I'm passionate, but I don't like being an asshole to people. I don't like demeaning people. I don't you know, it's just I don't get off on that. Yeah, I never right. have. Did you attend? Um, I heard a rumor you attended a, a, a true, authentic Native American powwow over the Fourth of July. Is that true? <laughs> no, that that's true. That's true. Um, by the way, one one thing on Trump, though. Yes. By the way, is that like remember, I'm a, I'm a kid who grew up in Jersey, and I remember him from the USFL when he was what he has always been, which is just a complete fucking con man, oh, just yeah. the sleaziest, bullshittiest con man in the history of the world who. You, you, you knew never to take seriously until all of a sudden, for some reason, people started taking him seriously. I, I don't. I still don't understand how that happened. Yeah, we I, I we, we, we we here in the metropolitan area have uh, had years and years to to. Figure, I mean, we figured this guy out in like two seconds, and uh, right. I, I don't know, man. I loved him on The Apprentice because uh, it was fun to watch. Now it's just fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, but he was—he's been doing a bit his whole life. Yeah, it's like everybody, he's still doing. everybody, and everybody knew it. Everybody was in on it, and it was kind of charming on some level because you would just laugh at him, and right. you know, he was and, this and arrogant, then, rich guy, whatever the hell. And, so, and he was often funny because he was playing this caricature of himself. And now, I man, yes, it's uh, what's—it's just nuts. The world's gone yeah, nuts. No, yeah, he could, he could he could laugh at himself. He, he could like and you and you would you you could you could lampoon him and he just seemed impervious to it. And now we know he is impervious to it. It's uh, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> uh, what happened at this powwow? Oh, the powwow. The, yeah, the powwow was amazing. So yeah, my girlfriend is half uh, native uh, a Native American Oneida. So went up to the powwow, and it was it was it, it, unbelievable. There's hundreds and hundreds of people. In incredibly brightly colored tribal dress, doing the doing doing all the dances, and it's like a mix between like that and like a like a, a street fair with lots of fried food. You know, they have the uh, fry bread. You guys ever had this? It's like it's like, it's like a giant flat. 
it's like a giant flat savory donut, essentially, yeah, that they yeah. then put taco meat on or anything. Oh. It's incredible. <laughs> we have the um, bread. I don't know about the highly, taco. Highly recommend. Is that like a big, yeah. what are you, uh, an uh, elephant ear? <laughs> it's, it's like, but it's spongy. It's like a funnel cake without the holes. Um, <laughs> I'll eat anything. You know? With meat. <laughs> With meat yeah. piled on yeah. top. Yeah, <laughs> you, put, you put meat, what could be bad? Well, it's really? Chicago. Nothing you have to throw meat on top of it no matter what happens. <laughs> right, and cheese and, and a variety of condiments. Are you, so, you, are know, you fighting? You're doing that, and, and, and you're also seeing these people dance, but then the shit that blew me away was the, the drums. Like, I moved closer, and these giant batches of of drummers and it's like it's like eight to ten guys in their 40s or 50s all chanting this stuff that's you know um thousands and thousands of years old that they're that they've just passed down from generation to generation and it doesn't sound like any kind of singing that you know right it's like there's a and there's like <laughs> ten of them doing it in perfect good. unison this nuanced beautifully executed perfect unison and you're like oh my god that just that developed completely independently of like gregorian chants halfway across the world right or, or you know it's like it's like it is people figured out how to express themselves and this is one way they did it and they're still doing it it kind of blew my mind it's interesting to hear that outside of the realm of uh, western music and they're, they're just they're singing these weird tones and semitones and yeah, and as a singer, yeah. as a singer, you must be listening to it kind of with those ears too. No, absolutely, I'm absolutely, and I'm listening to them because uh, I'm listening to them them sing together and lock in. They're completely locked in on these bizarre, like wavering tones that you shouldn't really be able to lock in on. Like right. it doesn't seem to be a map. I think our you know? br- our brains, but, our, but they know it. They know it. Our brains are so wired to hear music a certain way that you know we're not used to it, but they are. Yeah. Or something. People it's on the- like, and it's just how they're, and 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 it and it's the human voice. It's kind of a, it's an incredibly beautiful natural thing that happened, and uh, I'm glad that that they're still doing it, so I can watch it for uh, 20 minutes and and feel <laughs> and, and feel like I know it now. We're talking you know? to Matt Spiegel of uh, Chicago Radio. He's on the uh, radio station called The Score. And big uh, station. every big, big station. everyone in the chat box loves you. By the way, I guess there's people who listen to the show. Mike G saying. That your show is, uh, that's why your show is more listenable. He doesn't like when they're abusing caller after caller and and other shows and people saying that that you have friendly bits and you're a cool guy and you're genuine and all these nice things. So just to let you know, that's the the feedback I'm getting right now from from this interview. That's that's, that's lovely. It's funny. I, uh, do you guys do you remember growing up in New York, uh, Arthur George Rust Jr. Art Rust Jr. Do you know that name? It sounds so familiar. I don't know. Art Rust Jr. He did he did sports talk way before the fan. Yeah. Um, like early eighties, early to mid eighties, he was on WABC, uh, WABC seven seventy AM at night. Um, f- uh, five nights a week, and he would talk sports for three hours, and people would call. So he's like, he's one of the godfathers of New York sports radio for yeah. sure. Art Rust Jr., Arthur George Rust Jr., and I, I called in one night. I used to listen all the time, but I called in one night to argue that Dwight Evans should be MVP of right. the American League. <laughs> okay, right? Because uh, Dwight Evans had two ninety five, he had thirty two homers, he had one hundred ten RBIs. It was the year that Willie Hernandez won the MVP, so nineteen eighty three, I think. Um, and I called up, and I, I got on the air, and I called, and I made my case, and then I hung up, and the next caller said, hey, that was a nice kid. 
And uh, my friends like to laugh at me because thus begat a life of me wanting to be on the radio. And there I you go. Say, hey, go. that was a nice kid. You got something you know? to say. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So you got a taste of that. And that, that, did that kind of uh, shape your persona as being a nice guy from now on? You, that's how you got the good reaction. Yeah, I got I got the positive. My first reaction was the positive, and it was like, oh yeah, you can be nice, and people can like it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you feel more people know you in the world, and you have more friends, and you connect with more people, and you know that yeah. whole thing that makes sense. So yeah, I've been chasing it for thirty three years. I should try <laughs> that. I should try that being nice. Yeah, I I, I, I think of myself <laughs> as a nice guy. <laughs> Listen, uh, Dwight Evans should be the MVP and go after yourself. <laughs> No, but see, the world needs assholes. The radio world needs assholes. I gotta push against something, you know. Yeah. Stay, stay you. Stay true, babe. I I don't think I'm not a jerk. Who's who's gonna fill that role when Francesca's gone? Francesca, man, he's just so condescending to me. I wanted to ask Matt if he has any interest in coming into New York. Why aren't you trying out for that big gig here, the prime time? Uh, well, I, I assume Chris Christie's got it locked up. Oh. I mean, <laughs> my God. They put him on for his audition when there was nothing happening in sports on a day that, that literally uh, there was nothing on. It was so great. Then he got, yeah, Mike from Montclair, a regular caller, calls up and uh, he tells him to get his fat butt in a car and go to the beach or something. <laughs> and uh, he, they, oh. they start fighting. It was pretty good. And, you know, as much as I hate Christie, you know, the, the fat thing's got to go. I mean, it's enough with the. We get it. He's overweight. He's, Who cares? He's it's on a, the fan he's pretty done, often. Oh, he's done so many more evil things than than eat food, more <laughs> yeah. food than an average person. I mean, he, it, it's just it's just lazy. Right. Like, That's the easy way out. Right. Hit him. Hit him on, on where it hurts. <laughs> but Christie did say yeah. something funny. He goes, you know. Uh, he goes, uh, when, when he ran for governor, he won like 19 out of 20 counties. Montclair was the one he lost. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's perfect. Now his approval rating I, is like I, 18% I or something. Uh, he's, done, he's done so many more evil things than eat food. Yeah. I like that because I'm, I'm picturing him like angrily, you know, just steaming. Uh, steam coming out of his head over a giant bowl. Of mac and cheese, just like <laughs> evil as he eats it, you know. Christy, angry. <laughs> the, mac, um, the mac and cheese was made by uh, enslaved children. <laughs> very evil, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch. It was on the bridge, but he wouldn't let people cross the bridge to get their lunch. Exactly. Oh, speaking of a bridge, yeah. well, didn't you interview a, a major league baseball umpire who talked a guy off of the Pittsburgh Bridge? Yes. Yeah, we talked to that guy who who literally was walking across that bridge in P- at, at PNC Park in, in Pittsburgh and saw somebody, uh, I think it was a woman, um, ready to jump off the bridge and kill herself. Jeez, and wow. he talked to her, he, he like was part of talking to her and just kind of calmed her down um, and said that he cared. Like he had like a, an actual, it's like genuine big time human moment about it. Um, and then, uh, and, and I think he went and checked on her after the after the series was over. But yeah, that, and then, so that was on his way to the ballpark. And then that night, he's calling balls and strikes and arguing with Andrew McCutcheon. You know, it's like that's was it Angel what, Hernandez? What is, uh, no, no, it was not no. Angel Hernandez. It was it was a guy, a local Chicago guy, actually, like from the Chicago suburbs. But um, John Tumpane. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes, yeah. Okay. I, I forget the last name. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, and it's like. God, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope she stayed. Uh, I hope she stays believing that people care. Right? Do you, do you it's pretty, like you, you know yeah. you, you can believe it? You believe it when somebody shows it to you for a minute. You can believe it, but people that despondent often uh, often forget it again that anybody gives a shit. You know, so I hope she you know, still knows. 
like they're like heroes. These umpires. So what was the best interview uh, that you ever did? Do you think? Do you guys? First of all, do you interview like? Uh, do you have somebody famous on almost every day? Or uh, yeah, a couple yeah, times a week. Sometimes, sometimes. I, I get to late lately. Um, lately, we've I've now talked to a guy who I've actually gotten friendly with. Um, who I'm betting. Uh, I wonder if you hate, and that's Joe Buck. Do you hate Joe Buck? Well. I don't During the Joe All-Star Buck. game, Michael Conforto came up, and after all he's done, this is a young guy, Joe Buck just, I don't know what he was, what the hell he was talking about. He didn't talk about Conforto's at bat. I don't, do I hate Joe Buck? I'm annoyed by him. I don't hate the, the guy. He's, yeah. he's, he irritates, but, he, his, yeah, his, his calling a game is, irritates me. It, it, you like it. It irritates a lot of people. I yeah. saw you know, him. It does, and, you, you, and, don't, you don't mind. I saw, Go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. I saw him uh, on the Brockmeyer uh, episode with uh, Hank Azaria, and uh, I that? thought it was good to see him just comedically. Mm. I don't know. Have you had ha- the idea of having Hank Azaria, or have you seen Brockmeyer? Wait a second. We're just going to find out that he's friends with Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck was on yeah. the, that Brockmeyer <laughs> episode, and he was hilarious. I got Before we move on to that, I just got to say one thing about Joe Buck. It seems like he speaks a lot into existence. Um for ex- and I know a lot of people think he does it towards their teams, and and then it's actually not true. Right. I get th- I get all that. Right. Um, but it seems like, for example, when the Mets were in the World Series a couple of years ago, he was really speaking a lot of. Uh, for example, he would say like, "Jury's familiar closer for the New York Mets. He hasn't blown a save in this entire series." Is it going to happen yeah. tonight? And then, sure uh, enough, it's it like fuck, self-fulfilling it prophecy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it always seems yeah. like he did that. You blame Even Joe Buck. against that the sounds like a, against the Cardinals. That sounds like you bring a lot of your own issues to the table. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you. so you you're friendly with Joe Buck now, and he comes on the show, and I, I, yeah, I, I, I got friendly with him because because uh, we we hung we hung out one night and then had a drunken cab ride and like talked about some actual real shit. And so when you asked me like the best interview, like. And the last two times we've had him on as a real interview, they've been they've been really good because he's um he's he's at a place in his job and his life where he can just kind of like we're talking about be completely honest and open. And he wrote a book called Lucky Bastard about how he's he's a bastard. He's he like you himself. know he was the love child of his father late in life with some other woman. You know? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and he talks about his hair plugs, and <laughs> last time he was on, he talked about eating a pot brownie in Cabo. <laughs> Those um, hair plugs almost killed him. Rockies just walked in a run, by the way. It's 13 to 2. Like, two out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what, what's the Cubs score? What's the tomorrow. Cubs score, by the way? Uh, what is the Cubs score? Let's, Let's look at the I teleprompter. Don't we don't know. We should have that up. It's not a real radio <laughs> station. <laughs> All right, I could look. I could look. Good point. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah. So they, they, that was good. We had Hank Azaria on uh, when 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 Brockmire when yeah. he was promoting Brockmire. I, I think love he did that a lot show. Of shows. But yeah, that he, was a great show. Yeah, show. but it, the best thing about that guy is he'll, he'll be a fucking human jukebox for you and just start going into voices. Yeah. Cub, like Cub, on the spot. It's Cub, amazing. Cubs up eight to six on the Orioles. Bottom of the sixth. There we go. Eight six. Jeez, it was it was eight to it was eight to one last time I looked. Eight Uh-oh. six. They Falling sc- apart. Scored four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Chicago Cubs have never given up uh, <laughs> a win after leading by eight runs. Will that change tonight? Uh, Ryan has never uh, fallen down the stairs while getting a beer. We'll That's see. Actually, that all my chains. Four times it's happened. In just me. a moment. Now you're just trying to. Now you're trying to speak it into existence. You're trying to make it happen. <laughs> right. Um, so actually, my my friend hung out with Joe Buck not too long ago. He said he was a really cool guy. That yeah, hung out at the hotel bar with him and Troy Aikman. I guess that was during the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. 
Matt, Matt's right. Yeah. He's in a place in his life where he's happy with himself and he doesn't care. He's not making excuses for who he is. The Super Bowl or yeah. something. Or something like that. What do you call that again? The big I don't game? Know, one of those yeah. things. <laughs> do you guys have to call it the big game on the radio? You don't have to do that. <laughs> no, no. Every, every once in a while, every once in a while on a live read, on a commercial, you have to say something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Um, all right. So, so, so the best. I thought of this today because I, uh, I had to read a commercial and record it after the show. And and it said, it said your name. Where I'm supposed to say my name, right? Hi everybody, it's your name. And and famously once on the score, like uh, like 15 years ago, Dan Jiggett said, and tell them your name sent you. <laughs> you know, said it live on the air in the middle of a read. Fucking legendary. <laughs> and tell them your name sent you. That's, that's hard to live. That's, that's the best. That's, like that's the stuff. Of about live radio and then it gets recorded and it lives forever. Like I once said, boy, you really opened up a can of wax on that one, you know, instead of a. Um, and it's like, and it just it just becomes this uh, this amazing thing that has a life of its own. I I just think that's gold. Those kind of malaprops. Remember when we had a, a, a update guy who once said, uh, the the White Sox are in Texas tonight. Wilson Alvarez is on the pill. And then, that's great is that on the hill or he's throwing the pill or whatever but either one of those like that i can never get enough of we, that we've had ralph, ralph kiner oh yeah that's what i was going to bring up uh don't did you ever hear about the one with him on father's day where he's, uh, remind me he says uh, uh good afternoon it's uh sunday afternoon here at shea stadium uh, it's a beautiful day and it's father's day so we'd like to wish all the fathers out there a happy birthday and it's been like the biggest thing ever since, you know. It's, to this day, I, I wonder if Ralph Connor really best. thinks it's every father's birthday on that on Father's Day. <laughs> Happy birthday to all the fathers. That's the best. We had a um, we, we had a guy trying to describe the Bulls front office uh, a couple of months ago, saying he and he, he said, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut twice a day. Is what he said. And and what he meant is like a broken clock yeah, is yeah. right twice a day. That's what right? I think when that's what I think you meant when you said you opened up the ball of uh, the can of wax is I think you were you combined the ball of wax maybe in your mind with the you know the whole ball of, of wax. And then the, yeah, yeah, the ball of wax, the ball of wax and the can of worms. So he did yeah. that same thing. And then we, we proceeded to spend about ten minutes talking about how, like, if a blind squirrel caught a nut twice a day, that's a really good percentage. <laughs> that's, good that's percentage. actually a really good ratio for the blind squirrel, <laughs> you know? And, and, then, and then you start going down this rabbit hole, like, well, is sight even important to a squirrel as they're hunting for nuts? Right. Maybe it's about smell and feel, you know? It's like, that's, that, that, that's, that's when it gets gold. I, I have a question. John Sterling, the Yankees announcer, used to get the guy wrong who, was, who hit the home run. Yeah. He'd be like, you know... <laughs> And he would he would always like uh, even it is it is high it is far it's it caught at the gone. warning track it's always like it's, dude don't start the home run call till it's like halfway out. Well, that's you gotta you gotta look around and find John Miller, the Giants broadcaster, one time said, uh, "Hit to left and deep, and it is gone." Buster Posey's good friend Hunter Pence has just hit a home run because he <laughs> he says Buster Posey and he realizes Hunter Pence and he catches it. Nice save. I, yeah, I remember Sterling going uh, saying it was somebody, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, that was uh, Matsui." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not Matsui. Matsui would never hit a home run. Who was the guy? No, he yeah. hit a lot. Oh, of oh then yeah. Matsui was a home run. That was Cash yeah. Matsui I'm on the Mets the, that would never hit one. That's right. <laughs> yes. If you were a, if you were a ball player and. Um, uh, what would your song be every time you came up to bat? What would your walk-up song be? Uh, 
you know, I haven't thought about the walk-up song, but I, I've thought about the closer song. Um, and my closer song would be Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Oh, they have that. Right? I'd like to have that play well, as you're I in, walk up to take the mound. John has a good walk-up song. Yeah, but Man in the Box, yeah. you should be in the batter's box, not on the mound. What the heck is wrong with you? All right. Fine. Fuck me. Fuck me. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> we just ruined your baseball career. I try fool on the hill. Yeah. <laughs> fool on the hill, Mario says. Hey, that's uh, good, Mario. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's great because that uh, that little woodwind section with like the flutes and the clarinets, that's real I, man. I had to play it in front of the Italian mafia and the Catskills when I was a kid on the flute. It was very nerve-wracking. That's a trip. We'll have to talk about that one day. <laughs> your, mother, your mother begged him not to whack I was you. in the talent show. Uh, my friend Derek Vokens thinks his uh, the walk his walk up song should be Happy Birthday, and I think it's the greatest ever because then the whole stadium singing Happy Birthday, the pitchers the, the pitchers getting pissed off. You know, it's like a hundred people's birthday there anyway, and they're happy. And no one knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> and it happens four that's, times a game. That's, that's that's adorable. That's adorable. There's no um, way you're not singing you know, along to Happy Birthday. It's just automatic. You have to start yeah, singing along. Right. And and who could who, who could. Who could be in a bad mood? And the pitcher probably gets completely off his game and gives you a cookie yeah, right so away I, early I, in that. I, t I tell my brother this, and then my brother, like a week later, goes to me because my brother, uh, him and I, go to the Mets games together. We have a twenty-game plan, and he goes, uh, "He goes, I got a, I got a better one." And I'm like, "No way! There's nothing better than Happy Birthday. I mean, it's ridiculous." He goes, "National anthem. Everyone has to stand, <laughs> take their hat off, wait for the entire song to finish." <laughs> That'll speed up the game. <laughs> he wins. He wins. Right, and then and then and then when they tell you, look, you can't do that. It's like you hate America. That's what the problem exactly. is. You hate America. Who's gonna say no? Yeah. You can't commies. do it. You can't do it. What do you mean I can't do it? I'll go to the, straight to the press. I'm gonna do it. But the problem is, if you strike out, then you just brought shame to your country. Yeah, well, yeah, you're gonna bring, you're gonna bring shame more often than not in this in this game. Uh, Matt, you. Speaking of music, you do a lot of music, right? I saw a couple of videos of you today. You were stalking. Uh, yeah, I've been I've, I've been singing singing my whole life. My mom was an opera singer and a voice teacher, so I was I've been singing forever and ever. And uh, so I told you the one brother who's nine years older is a baseball guy, and the other brother who's ten years older is a musician, um, a slide guitar player and lap steel guitar guitar player and stuff. So like I've. He and I were in a band together, and now I've been doing this thing called Tributosaurus for 15 years, yeah, which is fun right. as hell. Is it cover band, or you have a, your own songs? Or I saw a lot of covers. What, yeah, yeah. What is you know? I, I I had a band where we you know uh, made a couple of records and traveled around a little bit and wrote a wrote a big pile of songs, but then. But then I, I that that dream kind of went by the wayside, um, and I decided to do this thing, which is that every month we become a different band. So one month. When we started with The Who, then second month was Sly and the Family Stone, the third month was Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, fourth month was Police, and now we've done um, uh, like 130 different bands wow. uh, over the last uh, 15 years. So we just did, God, it's, so, I mean, it's just like anybody from Stevie Wonder to the Smiths to Earth, Wind & Fire to Steely Dan uh, Steely to Dan. Floyd, whatever. Wow, um, Crosby, Stills and & Nash, so that's every, hard. Every month, every, yeah. Sorry, I got a really, really good batch of musicians, and we're all better than we were at the beginning. 
And, um, you know, we, we think of ourselves like Chicago Symphony Orchestra of rock and roll. You know, they don't write their own stuff. You do they don't Chicago. write their own stuff. They play Brahms so it's and one, Bach. So it's you know? a rotating band or it's one band? It's one yeah, band. no. It, it, well, there's a core group of five of us, and then we bring in whatever we need. So when we did Earth, Wind, and Fire, we had a nine-piece horn section and four people singing back up. And when we did uh, Michael Jackson, we had 30 people on stage at one point. And, um... You know, we, we we bring in whatever we need, the right tool for the right job. We did Queen, and we had a 15-person choir, you know. Oh, wow. um, you sang? You were, we, did you sing the Freddie Mercury yeah, parts yeah. in Queen? Uh, nah, I sang a couple of them. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a bad matchup for, for Freddie Mercury. I'm a, I'm a, it's a matchup problem for me. <laughs> and, um, you know, a bad matchup for a young Robert Plant. Um, so, you know, I'm a good matchup for a lot of stuff. Um, but we, we, have the, we bring in the right tool for the right job. We have a lot of... A lot of really good high voice guys that we'll bring in. Some good soul singers we'll bring in, et cetera. You know, we so we use we use all the uh, like a lot of really good musicians in town. So it's a very it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun gig for people to play, and it's uh, it's become uh, somehow uh, profitable and and successful. And and you know, and and I I think there's a little bit of integrity to it. Um, I well, I actually feel like there's a lot of integrity to it, but uh, there's. It's a cover band, but it's a it's a cover concept, and we do stuff once and then it's gone. There's no costumes, there's no makeup, there's right. nothing like that. Uh, where you know, where just, are you playing? The, the music is the star. Where are you playing? At different spots? Different where, where can we find uh, uh, the Tributosaurus stuff? Is it the same venue every Tributosaurus, month? Tributosaurus uh, Tributosaurus com has your uh, your info there, and we play at a couple a uh, couple different clubs. One in the city, one in the burbs, and um, then we do a couple festivals over the summer. We're doing Talking Heads coming up. We're doing REM at the end of August. Um, nice. Zeppelin is coming up. Fun, fun stuff, man. I, I'm a lucky, I'm a lucky motherfucker. I get it's, to go. Uh, I get to sing with uh, with friends who I love, who are great musicians. I get to do that two or three times a month. I'm a lucky boy. How many songs do you have to learn? How long are these sets? About twenty songs, each of them. Wow, um, that's a lot. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a lot of stuff, but you know. Does Steely all... Dan have 20, 20 good songs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are listen they crap to you. Or not we we want to do Steely Dan Volume Two, oh, baby. Man. Let's go deep. So I guess I, well, you don't yeah. have to ask you whether you think they're crap or not crap. You love Steely Dan. No, no. Yeah, the, there's a. Uh, I, I, I have a I have a pretty wide appreciation anyway. Yeah. But with doing this, I have an appreciation for stuff I used to hate. Like you know, it, it, you get inside the songs for a month and you break them all apart and then you put them back together and all of a sudden you can realize why they were hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what it is. Right. You, you do so. a great Doobie Brothers. I it was that was good, man. And uh, so it's never the same band. Uh, never no. the same band un unless we repeat it. And now there's, you know... Are you getting to the point where, like, it's hard to, like, what are we doing next? You said you've done a hun over 100. So there's a point where it's uh, yeah, like, there's it, no more freaking bands we want to do. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's some low-hanging fruit left. There's some stuff. Um, but it's also the point now that we can reprise stuff that we did eight years ago, and it feels, it feels new to people. Um, and luckily for us, we've already done most of the work, so the stuff right, is right. charted out. We've charted out stuff, or I've mapped out the the vocals and the lyrics and stuff, so it becomes a little more manageable, which it needs to be, you know. Right. Do you so. think if it turns out that Mike, Mike Piazza was gay, he'd be the best homosexual catcher? <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear that quick guy called Mike Francesca and ask him that question? <laughs> that if he was gay, would he be the most the most successful? Why yeah, play it, John. You got to hear this. If you never heard it, hold on one second. Hold on. Here, you, listen. Nick to this. in Bohemia, what's up, Nick? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good. 
Listen, as a Mets fan, I mean, you really can't be too uh, too confident going into it. No, into that well, I, but I wouldn't be confident this year. And I mean, you can't. But I want to just talk Piazza with you for a second. Um, do you think if it does come out that he is gay, that he'll be the uh, you know best homosexual catcher we've ever seen? I would think he would be the best homosexual catcher. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's true. But I don't know of any others anyway. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? <laughs> Are you that good on the radio? I like how he doesn't hang up. Like, he answers the question. He's like, he's out in space, man. That's amazing. I think that, he might have, that is gold. That guy was That's pretty, incredible. That guy was it, good. It, Do you it get actually le- legitimately answer the question? Yeah. Um, if I was there and his partner, I would have said, what about Elston Howard? Right. <laughs> or something like that. Does, do, do you um, get just, those? just totally thrown another catcher under the bus? What about Rick Cerrone? You know, come on, <laughs> Roberto Alomar. What do you think? Do, well, okay. yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we never. I, I always heard he was more of a pitcher, oh. not a catcher. Thank you very much. Do you get the? Do, do you get those callers who try to troll you and start out with like a, a serious question and then go, "Hey, go after yourself, you jerk." Yes, yeah. sometimes, and and usually I just send them on their way and don't give them the satisfaction of interaction. Right, right. You you, how would you have handled that Piazza question? Would you have answered that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I might have said the same thing, but with a little bit of a laugh and say, "I hope, I hope you enjoyed yourself." Do you want to hear? Move on. You know. Do, do you want to hear so, Mike? Some, go some ahead. level of consciousness, so it's obvious that I understand what's happening. You want to hear Mike yeah. Francesca scroll through his phone for a full minute on the air? I don't. <laughs> I've heard it. I've, I've heard it. We we played it. We played it. Um, uh, lately, like you know, Francesca falling apart is gold. Him scrolling through right. the phone looking for something. Uh, Dombrowski, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, Counting the bowl games, are you, you counted to thirty-five or whatever it was? Are yeah. You, are you part of the CBS network? Yes. Yes. So you're yes. allowed to play whatever you want with from. That's great. Oh, we're not allowed to play shit. Oh man. Oh, we're uh, so screwed. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Right. Well, we don't have. We don't have to worry about because we can't get sued because we got no money. Courteous, courtesy of the. That's not how it works, man. Courtesy <laughs> of CBS, by the way. Thank you. That clip. <laughs> hey, he's a gold mine, Mike. When you there you go. Like when you said, you know, people listen because they, they there's a guy on Twitter, and I, I think it's called RN's Funhouse. All day he just listens to Francesa, and he pulls like the, you know, listen, the guy's on the air for what, five hours a day. He's going to say something dumb. You know, it's like, yeah. a, and, and especially now, because, because he is getting dumb and older, and he sucks to begin with, that, uh, <laughs> that, that there's always something, and it's like his life to pull these clips of Mike Francesa doing weird stuff, like falling asleep, looking through his phone, answering the Piazza gay yeah. question. One the other day, he like tried to hide the ice cream he was eating because maybe this, either he didn't want them seeing him eating ice cream or the spi- it was, it was a different brand that like not, they weren't paying for the ad and it was on, he, he forgot it was on TV. <laughs> it's always something. It's great. Matt, do you oh, have a video amazing. feed? Do you have a video feed on your show? Or could you if you yes. wanted to? Good question. Oh, you do. Yes, watch watch 670thescore.com. I should wear better um better clothes than I do. I should uh I should shower more often <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Radio's um, changed. Do you, do you Yeah, right. Do you like it? It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I mean it's cool. It 
sorry. It, it, I, I don't. I don't pay too much attention to it. It's, it. I don't add the self-consciousness to it as much as I can. Although my girlfriend told me that I have to stop licking the top of my yogurt lid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I dig off the lid, she, and she texted me in the middle of the show and said, "Stop licking the yogurt top." <laughs> that is kind of gross. What, okay. kind of yogurt, what kind of yogurt is it? <laughs> what kind of yogurt is it? Uh, thanks for asking. I've been waiting for this part of the interview. Um, We're getting it's, into the it's, deep it's, questions now. Oh man, this is the good stuff. You can the Chobani flips. Chobani, the Chobani yeah. flips. Like, flips. Oh, it's with the chocolate chips, just, right? For people that don't like. Oh yogurt. my god, the, the the chocolate haze craze and the PB and J and the cinnamon bun. <laughs> my my wife like, told me not to buy they, that kind anymore. Yogurt Barra. It's, it's too not, busy. It's too not busy. good for you. <laughs> it's not. It makes you think it's good, but. At that point, it's oh, just yeah, no, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a lie, but I mean, I've been lying to myself about food my whole life. I should be able to just do a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I still find White Castle nutritious. Yeah, well, right. that, well, there's pickles on there. You, yeah, made, right. a, you made a pickle. Ketchup. And it cleans you out. It, it brooms you right yeah, out. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Matt, so uh, where, do we, where, where do we hear the show if we're in Chicago? Can we listen to it online as well? Yes, you can listen to it online, 670thescore.com slash listen, or, you know, I use TuneIn Radio to listen to everything. Okay. Um, so if you go to TuneIn, you can find 670thescore. Um, East Coast, it's 10A to 2P, obviously. Uh, or you can go to, you know, we're on Facebook Live, we're, every, we're everywhere. But 670thescore in Chicago. What's the, what's the call number? And, uh, and I, I, you know, it's been eight years and change, and... My contract's up in December, so good luck, everybody. Oh, uh, we'll really? See what happens? You think that's uh, that's going to be it, or you don't know what's going on? No, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be it unless um, this young unless millennial partner gets his way. Unless I, I want to sniff around and see what what else is out there in the world. Right. Um, so you're you know. you're a free agent. I, I I will be a free agent at the end of December. So it'll be a very interesting. Uh, time in my life. I don't suspect that I'll get a um, $185 million deal, but right. I don't know for sure that I won't. Don't know. <laughs> we, have, we have a spot open so. for you here. Yeah, that's right. We're, <laughs> we're in the mix. Like, Intrigued. You don't, have to, you don't have to work that hard. It's we're, once we're, a week. Yeah. yeah, we're talking. We're talking. Ca yeah. Cash and uh, we want the one and six prospects. We want it all. We want big, <laughs> yeah. big arms. You got it. What's well, it? no, I, I want to swing by and, uh, and and hang out sometime when I'm uh, when I'm in the city, or at least play poker. That's yeah, man, yeah. absolutely. Let me know when you're around, and uh, you can do both or yeah. either of those things. We really appreciate <laughs> you staying on the line so long with us, yeah. Matt. It's really nice Definitely. of you to call. You in. got it. It's a it's a, it's been a pleasure, guys. I enjoy what you do. I, I listened to uh, Professor Griff with you guys and thought it was just oh. absolutely awesome. And it helps me forgive him for saying that Jews are responsible for the majority of wickedness across the globe. Yeah. Help me forgive him for that. <laughs> we exonerated him. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, his, his reply to that was, you guys are from Queens. You're familiar with the Roosevelt School System? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was right, so Maybe I don't forgive him then. Maybe, I, uh, maybe, maybe I'll hold on to that grudge. I'll take that one with me to the grave. Uh, you got to hold on to something. Matt Spiegel, thank you so much. For calling in, really and appreciate the Mets it. Win fourteen to Put two. it in the books. We'll put the uh, the Mets put it in the books, and we'll put the uh, interview in the books. Great interview, great guy, Matt, uh, and and uh, we love you. I love yeah. you. Thanks for staying Thank on you. so long. <laughs> you got it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Talk Matt. Anytime. Take care, man. Good luck. Later. There he goes. There goes Matt Spiegel of uh, the radio station, The Score in Chicago. Wow. The show is uh, Spiegel and Park, and since it runs from nine a.m. to one p.m. Every day. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, that's that's serious drive time stuff.
Can you hear me, John? Because I can't hear myself. Oh, now, yeah, I turned your mic back. <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying yeah, to wrap I mean, it up, and you're yelling I mean, over the guests. nine to one. It's right after everybody gets to work, but still 40,000 people every day are listening to that. And, and 40 to 50. Amazing. That's that's a big uh, that's a big you, number on terrestrial radio. Nice talking to you. <laughs> Regular radio. Yeah, so that was that's fun, man. He's a, but a good guy. That was good. We forgot to play Great. crap, not crap. Yeah, well, you know, the, it was already we were on for like an hour and a half. Yeah. The, the I think poor he, guy. he like every musician since he covers right. over it, it would be more like uh, would you cover them or not? <clears throat> when he said that he had an appreciation for every band from doing the covers, I, I thought crap, not crap might have been a little one sided. Yeah. So I made an executive decision and moved on. I also forgot plug. to ask him for a job. <laughs> what, what is your job? I wanted to be his next partner. Obviously, the man can't keep a partner. <laughs> you want to be? I thought you were joining Kazuga's crack podcast. I'll, call, team. I'll join anybody's crack pot team. <laughs> crack pot, crack. <laughs> crack pot. Team. I'll join anybody's <laughs> crack pot team. <laughs> I'm on this crack pot team, and I'm honored and and. Humbled at the same time. Humbled at the same time. Thank you. <laughs> I, I can't find it. I used to have Mario saying he's going to join because it was crap out the I lost it. <laughs> oh, Mary, by the way, says she was drunk when she thought of that game. And to forget it, Kazuga would kick her ass. What was the game? She wanted to play uh, a trivia game of who knew the most about the show against Kasuga, But now she said she was she was a little bit under the uh, oh, influence. That's a great game. Oh, Kasuga's a killer. I think Kasuga we played that before. Killer. We played that before. I think Kazuga's beat me easily. Well, that's easy to do. I'm on the I'm the on the show. I'm the you host. Don't, you don't remember what you say after you say it. My show. He that's internalizes true. it. <laughs> he does. He's got a memory like a steel trap and a mustache like a creep. Now I don't know if you saw that thing. Ooh, yes, very French. That's right. <laughs> that was a fun interview. I'm trying to that guy. What do you want to do now? I don't know. Tommy's not here. Let's play some music. You're listening to Live from the Barrage. By the way, next week we have Jimmy from Jimmy Eat World is going to be calling in. The actual, we're not like Phil or Steve, the, like the Jimmy. That's a big deal. Jimmy. That's the real guy. Sorry to miss it. You won't miss me, right, Pat? I miss you right now, my oh, <laughs> Sit closer. I, I don't know what you're doing over there, but it's, you're communicating to like another world. It's like amazing. <laughs> Me and Francesa. <laughs> Unfrozen caveman lawyer strikes again. Your communication machine frightens me. Uh, Let's take a do? break. Good times. Drink, I gotta, some, drink some moonshine. I got to tinkle and open up another beer. Yeah. Tinku. By you know, the way, come you, back with the game. You know who um, that moonshine came from? Who? Well, it was Chris T, the guy I went on, did his show today. Oh. Yeah. Was he, he was on our show. That's right, he was. Yes. He brought the moonshine. You were working. You didn't get to listen, did you? I trolled him for a little bit. What do you mean? Oh. Ryan I, couldn't hear what him. Do you, no, do you know what way. trolled means? Yeah, I follow you. I, my wife says I'm secretly <laughs> in love right. with you. Everything you do is trolling. That's trolling. I've got a bunch of troll dolls that are worth some money, Ryan. <laughs> oh, good for <laughs> you. Those little, those are, uh, they're made underneath, they say, damn, Van Damme, right? Oh, oh, oh. Those are good. Where oh, are they from? Yeah. The Netherlands. Is that right? Yeah, so that's where I learned to troll from. I'll give you a buck a piece. <laughs> we'll all miss you, Mario, and we'll you'll miss us Mario's after this. Wait, I'm not going. I'll be gone next week, yeah. and the week after I'll be late as well. But we'll miss you. I thought I'd come in early and torture you this week. I miss you. Mario's actually here before me for a change. Play Rapture. I don't know why he keeps coming in early all the time. I told you I'm going to be off for two weeks. He's trolling. I I didn't sign off for this. I'm I'm trolling the show. I was the only one here with you to open the show, John. I know. Thank you. For a change. Back after this, Mikey.
ship. Only the dawn was left behind by the storm. He felt the creaking of the stairs beneath him that rose from the sea.
woke up this morning Feeling warm and low Brewed a pot of coffee Got nowhere to go I got a call that topped it off That hag had passed away I thought he'd live forever What more can I say? Feeling haggard I kicked those swinging doors Feeling haggard I'm a brand of man Tonight, bottle let me down Feeling haggard Since haggard ain't around From Muskogee was more than just a star. He lived his words, his music, rang from concert halls and bars. Lefty Bob and Jimmy lived in his country soul. His songs will sing forever, never to grow old. Feeling haggard, I kick those swinging doors. Feeling haggard, I'm a brand man for sure. Tonight the bottle let me down Feeling haggard Since haggard ain't around Feeling haggard Since haggard ain't around Yeah, that's uh, Ray Benson and Dale Watson tribute to Merle Haggard. They're very sad when he died. Uh, <clears throat> Ray was, produced a couple of his records, I think, along with Willie Nelson and countless others. It was fun talking to those guys. They were great. They just went. A couple of pros. They were they were playing them them guitars. <laughs> they played them real good. Real good. <laughs> they did. <laughs> it was kind of amazing. Watch the pros come in and just slam out some. I mean, these guys are probably playing, you know, when they played gigs, Probably like hours and hours long, you know. And you just get used to Damn material. being as awesome. Not like this show. <laughs> like this show. <laughs> this show's like jazz, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Mario's playing over there, but uh, mm. he's no John Coltrane. Mm. 
How I'm you not doing, playing man? anything. You can put that inanimate scoreboard on Tommy's mic. I'm waiting to play the <laughs> Ryan game. I'm going to Tommy's seat. <laughs> Watch out, Mary. I'm oh. going under. Uh-oh. Ryan's going under the... Um, under the bar, and he's hanging up a, a poster. I believe we're about to play a game. The Ryan game, in fact. I watch Tommy go under this bar every week. The man is gigantic, and he crawls on his hands and knees. That's how dedicated he is. And he is. does it so quietly. Somebody's asking if I edit the chat box. Like, oh, what? <laughs> That's a thing? We didn't even know that was an option. Uh, just, it, just, it just changed it to hat box for me. I don't know. <laughs> do I edit the hat box? Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm like Jackie Onassis. <laughs> I don't edit the chat box. Unless there's a troll on there that the, um, the mods are taking care of. I, have, I, don't, I forgot my mod password like 100 shows ago. I don't mess with that. So I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. Oh. The hat box is not edited. Anyway, shape or form. Brian, uh, how's it going back there? I haven't been right? back here in a long time. Wow, you're like the game master tonight. Wow. I owe it to you guys. I fucked up the game last week, so. You were fine. Thanks for playing another edition of The Ryan right, I'll see game. you next week. <laughs> I always hit the wrong one. I should put the opening on top. From a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play The Ryan Game. Yeah. Where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Tell them, Elliot Turchon. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Hey, you're one of those dumbasses. Let's yeah. move on with the game. <laughs> I found it really hard not to applaud today. Like, no one else is applauding. Ah. Like, hey, this guy's coming to steer. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to clap something. <laughs> Did you feel like me a little bit? No. Did they tell you to stop talking at all? No. <laughs> no, because I know to not interrupt people. I know how to do that. You're very good at it. You are mm. very good at it. I have I nothing but admiration for I what you do, I actually thought I was Captain. pretty boring. Mario, I got to say, when you're on, you're on. You know? Oh, don't encourage oh, me. I smoke a little bit of hooch. It seems to help me relax. Oh, boy. Hooch is booze. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, listen, nothing I say is true, so don't listen to me, Department of Education. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Lucille. Sounds like Lucille Ball. Sorry, that, that laugh is annoying. I'm going to change my laugh. You say Robert De Niro Sorry, and Kate Fear is like Ricky Ricardo. I have, I have no business critic critiquing anybody's laugh. <laughs> Matt, uh, Ryan. Yes. What's in the games? Tonight we play a game called Fuck Jeopardy. Ooh. Wow. Yes. One of our favorites here. We call it Fuck Jeopardy because you don't have to phrase it in the form of a question. All Just right. give me the answer. That's Just, all I need. All right. I don't need to complicate shit. And we only, instead of giving $100 and 200 I give you $1 and $2 and $5, right. and that's it. Why pussyfoot around? In real money? Yeah. All right, Ryan. I yeah. like this game. <laughs> so I have six categories for you guys tonight. Uh, in the spirit of Pat... Sorry, Pat, I had to do this for you. The first category is animal words. That's animal words, but <laughs> animal words. Animal. One-hit wonders. TV ampersands. <laughs> Wait, what is an ampersand? Ampersand is... <laughs> Don't tell him. It's, it's little, like the rapture, but it's different. Little, Don't it's worry It's a little icon that means and, you know? And. Like so, it looks like General Mills. So like yes, Mork, correct. Mork, like Mork and Mindy. I got you. He's you got know, it, General Mills. Mork, yes. Mork, Ampersand, Mindy. My answer is Sounds, Mork and Mindy. Sounds like the uh, 
something for my next episode. <laughs> That's news to me. That's a, that, we're going to have a new bit called That's News to Me with Mario Asaro when he figures out something that's been obvious to the rest of the world for, for years. <laughs> have you heard of this thing called dinosaurs, Captain? That's news to me. That's news to me. I used to run the act. The fourth category is books <laughs> by plot. Books by plot. Who's plot? W- books by plot. WNBA teams. <laughs> WNBA teams. Uh, where name. I ask you. Uh, <laughs> WNBA teams. Where WNBA I tell you the team. You, I tell you the team and you tell mm. me what city they're from. Okay. And the last one is 12 letter words. Mm, 12 letter words. Oh. All right. Mm, tough. Mm. So, <laughs> by random choice, Mario is uh, the first to pick. Yes. I try to work the great Karnak into this somehow. It's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> mm. Go ahead and pick, Mario. I hold the envelope up I to my hand. I would like uh, a yak. I would like animal <laughs> sounds for three. Animal words. Animal words for animal three. Animal words for 300. Uh, Mario controls the board. What is a boozer, mm. a loser, and a snoozer? <laughs> if you're going to play baseball, you're going to need one of these mammals from the order Chiro- Chiroptera. If you're going to play baseball, you're going to need one of these... Um, the, John, a bat. A bat is correct. <laughs> Thank oh, you. I thought it has to have an ooh in it. <coughs> oh, I knew it was a bat. Oh, check now my, you get it. Check my oh, buzzer I'm here. Sorry. John, go ahead and pick. Um, let's keep let's keep going with animu words uh, for two dollars, please. For two dollars. <laughs> two dollars. <laughs> if you're plagued by one of these on your back, you've got fucked up problems. John. Um, that would be a monkey. A monkey. All right. Is correct. <laughs> Jesus hey, Christ. Mario. Mario's monkey sounds. Away. Don't I get do a good monkey. Back off the mic, the louder you get. It's I just gave you a compliment. Don't get carried away. <laughs> John, I'll go ahead and do it pick. again. Um, let's keep going. For how much? $4. $4. $4, you piece of garbage. All right. To complain peevishly or a fish. Mario. Oh, Three, two, Flounder. one. Wrong. Good guess. Pat. Carp. Carp is correct. Good one, Patrick. Go ahead, Pat. Pick. Uh, let's try animal words for $5. $5. A quarrelsome woman. One might even say she's vulpine. Pat. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Quarrelsome woman. A quarrelsome woman. One might even say she's vulpine. Three, two. Be gone with you. One. What did the chat box say? Um, a shrew. Also the name of a, a all-women rock band. No. L7. Vixen is the correct Vixen. answer. Vixen. Vixen. Yeah. Nobody right. getting that. Nobody gets that one. That's the... Still on. Uh, uh, Brian Musikoff was laughing because he said you were playing Uzi of Ooze, the idea he had for a game the other day. No, it's not happening. <laughs> this is a different game, Brian. <laughs> I know, but you didn't know that. You thought every answer was the Ooze. All right, I wait. thought it was the new Go ahead, Pat. I'd like Brian. to close out Animal Words for a dollar. <laughs> An adult male deer or a, or a type of party before a wedding. A stag. A stag is correct. Oh, I was going to say buck. <laughs> Come to my buck party. All right, John. 
Hold on, let me move this over here. All right, let's go. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Twelve letter words for uh, five hundred. How about that? All right. A little stretch here. How much? The whole thing, the enchilada. Wait a minute. I don't think I even know any twelve letter words. Well, we'll see. Five five hundred. Five dollars. Five dollars. In this method of hair removal, a current is applied to each follicle to destroy the root. Mario. But Electrolysis. That's Damn correct. It, that, I had it. I, I saw the purple light up. It's on the wrong side. Damn you. I don't know any 12-letter words. I guess I do. That's news to me. Go ahead and pick, Mario. I'm impressed that I knew that. Give me that one for four. 12-letter words. Starting and stopping at intervals like, t like windshield wipers on low speed. Mario. Intermittent. Intermittent. I know Incorrect. It. That's the right word. I'm just pronouncing it wrong. Pat. Intermittent. Intermittent. That's what I said. Oh, no, you on. said intermittent. Oh. You know what I meant. Come even on. even I would take Mario. I know. I know you. No, no, come on. This has gone up far enough. Is I that is that how we want to play? Yeah. Fuck Jeopardy, right? Yeah, fuck Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you both get points. How about that? Everybody's right, getting it. All right. That's, that's, that's it. It. They're high fiving. Everyone's happy. Fuck Jeopardy. Get the hand sanitizer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> fuck you, Ryan. Hey, but Pat, right. you get to pick because uh, you actually got it right. Let's stick with twelve-letter words for three dollars. Three dollars. It's a doctor who operates on the brain. Why am I not getting it? You heard Purple. me. That's neurologist. Incorrect. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoa. Uh oh. oh. We John, went to disco broken. mode. Lighten up the whole thing. Ready? Come on. A neurosurgeon? Neurosurgeon. All right, thank you. Poor <laughs> <laughs> button. Go ahead, John. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go for it. Twelve letter words for two hundred. Meaning Reckon. a beginning. It's also a a school graduation ceremony. Mario. A, a three session. Incorrect. Damn it. Pat. Graduation. Incorrect. <laughs> John. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. I got nothing. Hmm. All right. Chat box. What do they say? No, nothing. The correct answer is commencement. Commencement. Uh, commencement. Oh, that's the 200, huh? Yeah. Nobody gets that one. John. All right, John. Why are you raising your hand? I want to say that I know I did something terribly wrong, but can I have my mic back? Yes. You Thank didn't do anything wrong. I just knew you were going to scream, so I I'm backed sorry, off. I'm good man. at it now. I know what's going to happen. I, I heard the fight. This guy's are showing serious XM. <laughs> I heard when they took the points away from you, I immediately turned it down because I knew you were going to scream. Oh, and yell. yeah. yeah uh, Twelve-letter words for one dollar. One dollar. One dollar, Bob. Leavenworth, established in 1895, is a federal one. Uh, that would be a penitentiary. Penitentiary is correct. See, Lou, I win the small You're pots. The best. <laughs> what is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> All right, John, pick. Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Um, I will take uh, Books by Plot for $100. $1. Who's Two children struggle to understand racial bias in a trial in their hometown. Mario. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> John. Hansu. Hansu. <laughs> Uh, to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hansu and Gretu. Twelve-letter word titles. Go ahead, John. Uh, books by Plopper, too. A guy who needs a nose has an obsession with a gifted orphan. 
A guy who needs Michael Jackson. Pat. <laughs> Michael Jackson story. <laughs> no. And that's my story. Michael. Mario. Pinocchio. No. Free spin, John. Pinocchio doesn't need a nose. He's got enough for everybody. He's got plenty of nose. Three, two, one. Chat box of Bob saying uh, Oliver Twist. The correct answer is Harry Potter or whatever book you want. <laughs> Harry wow. Potter and oh, the big nose. He oh, needs a nose? <laughs> what? Yeah, that bad guy has no nose. Oh, man. That's... Ray, Ray Fines plays him. That's news to me. Uh, John, <laughs> still on you. <laughs> Books by some weird plot you made up for three. Three. Young boys enjoy a tropical island until tropical. Murder, a murderous regime is formed. Mario. He can't keep buzzing in and think for 20 I minutes. Know the, I know the answer, and now you made me forget it. It's the three, the boys on the two, island. Uh, one. Pink Pink Time's up. <laughs> Lord, of, Lord of the Flies. That's right. Lord of the Flies. I knew you made it go out of my head. You stop buzzing in for everything. He buzzes in for it. everything, and he waits a full minute and a half to I answer. You it. can't do that. You have three seconds. That's, I knew it was Lord and, and of the Flies. You have three seconds, and then you get this. I knew it was Lord of the Flies. <laughs> you made me choke. The boys on the <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to, but before I go on with my turn, I'd like to take umbrage that there was no mention of wizardry in the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah right. A Plot guy with summary. A, a guy with no nose. Yeah, a guy with no nose. How do you say that? No nose. <laughs> I'm gonna take books by plot for four dollars. <laughs> no nose, Gambino. Yeah, bottle nose. <laughs> a reporter. The boys on the island. <laughs> the boys on the island by Robert Louis Stevenson. <laughs> a reporter in a seedy hotel listens to the story. Of a man claiming to be undead. John. Uh, interview with the vampires. Right. Wow. Thank you. The boys on, also known as the, the working title, Boys on the Island. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled Island Boys. Just a good hombo. What do you say, John? Oh, let's keep going. What is that? Books to by five? I don't like this category. Five. Let's close it out. A bombardier in World War II tries to survive 25 air missions. John. Cash 22. That's Joseph right. Heller. Goddamn right, sir. Oh, you rocked that category. Around, uh, let's go. One hit wonders for a dollar. One hit wonders. Ryan. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Bastard. Taxi's Midnight Runners. Yes. You're the best. Around, you stole it. <laughs> let's keep going with the category, Ryan, for $2. Okay. Reshuffling. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. Ah, uh, why did I hit the thing? I forget her name now. I uh, I can't remember. Three, I forgot what category two, it was. One. <laughs> Pat. Tony Basil. Tony Basil. Correct. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> First, I thought it was Mickey. Don't lose that number. On you, Pat. <laughs> By Stony uh, Ben. Let's keep going with the category. Three dollars. Yeah. Video killed the radio star. John. The Buggles. The Buggles. The Buggles. The buggles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's keep going. What's up? What's up? John. Four non-blondes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. She's married to Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne. Roseanne? That's right. Wow. The Sarah singer Gilbert's of that band. a far better musician. Yeah. <laughs> they're married. But they're girls. <laughs> 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 I'll t after the show, we're going to have a talk. 
<laughs> is this like my it's little another, rap- it's another segment of my things little Mario. rapture moment? <laughs> Mario doesn't know. Do right, you want to close out the category, John? What happened? What happened? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Two people fell in love. They're now of the same gender. Uh, let's Hetsu and Gretko. close out one hit wonders for five dollars, please. Don't fuck around, Mario. All right. Cruel to be kind. Nick Lowe. Yes. Nice job. Not rock pile. I'm going to go with TV ampersands for $1, Ryan. Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks. John. Bosom Buddies. Yes. Nice. <laughs> they call them Bosom Buddies. I'm taking your time song. to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to prolong the show. Go ahead, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stretch it out. And I got to make these questions longer. Um, Let's go with the whatever category that. What, what are we at? TV ampersands. Okay, for two dollars, please. Thank you. Jane Curtin and Susan St. James. Kate Nally. Yes, Pat. Yeah. Wow. I like best. Schneider on that show. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> butt, they called him. You <laughs> 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 know the dry cleaners. I'm gonna go with TV ampersands for three dollars, Ryan. Sharon Gless and Tyne Daly. Tagney and Lacey. Yeah. Hats coming back. I know what category it is now. Actually paying attention. It's on you, Pat. I'm going to go with TV ampersands for four. Paul Michael Glaser and David Soul. Oh, oh. Pat. Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Nice. Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> no, it's not Kojak. <laughs> Let's close out that category, Ryan. All is right. Kojak, Brian Keith, and Daniel Hugh Kelly. Mario. Miami Vice. Wrong. Ampersands. Miami and Vice. John. Hard Casu and McCormick? Right. Oh, man. I was going to say BJ and the Bear. I have no... That's the first bear I've ever met with two names. Frank Frank Gleason and Bimbo, the the chimp. I have no idea who either of those people are. I just went with the next ampersand I thought of. You figured it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, strategy. Wow. Game. We got, strategy. Uh, game strategy. We got one category left. And what is it? WNBA teams. Let's, the let's category start. everybody's been dreading. Oh. Uh, let's start let's... at the beginning. One dollar. One dollar. The Liberty. Mario. New York. New York is correct. Put a little M right there for Mario. The pork store to Go the ahead, world. Mario. New York City. How much? <laughs> Same category for five. Ooh. The Mercury. Ooh. Mario. Miami. Incorrect. John. Phoenix. Phoenix. That's right, because it's hot. Yeah. The mercury is hot. Exactly. Good, John. What, how much? Um, two, three, or four? Two. Two. The two. two. The Sparks. Mario. Ah, shit. Chicago. Wrong. Pittsburgh. Pat. Wrong. Damn it. Los Angeles. Stealing Los Angeles is correct. With that. <laughs> They're running out of names. There's nothing to do with the industry there. All right. How much? Three or four, John? Uh, Three. The Sky. Mario. Miami. Wrong. (laughs) Now I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that's Chicago. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Damn it, I hate it. All right. And the final one is... Astoria. (laughs) Thank you, news to me. The Sun. Mario. Miami? Wrong. <laughs> the sun. Three. 
Wait, the Phoenix or the Mercury, right? Mm, yeah. yeah mm, Two. Crumb crisp. <laughs> I'm going to go with Las Vegas, Ryan. Uh, throwing mm. it out there. Nope. Fuck. Sorry. John, for yes. All right, now let's go Miami. The correct Portland, answer is Oregon. Connecticut. <laughs> I already said Miami, John. <laughs> Did you? Oh, Connecticut, the Connecticut Sun. They play Connecticut. Connecticut. They play at Mohegan Sun. Uh, I worked at the Connecticut Sun for years on the on that beat. I was just, that was the best reporter they had. All right, so John, you have It ain't me. Six. <laughs> it ain't Nine. me. I know Connecticut Sun. Things are going around and around and around. War's hell, man. Thirty-four. Thirty-nine. 40, yeah, 43. Hit. John, you have 43 points. Wow. Wow. Why am I not playing this? Pat, you have 5, 10, 12, 15, 19, 22, 26 points. I have like half of that. Mario. Adding up the Jeopardy scores. Mario, Mario, Mario. I don't watch sports. You have, five, you have 10 points, Mario. Yes, I bet it I all. I turn it off before the end, before they get to the WNBA. All right. Final <laughs> it's Jeopardy. It's like communion at church. I walk straight out. I get that Eucharist out of here. They don't get to it. Your category for Final Jeopardy. For Final Fuck Jeopardy. How many, how many does Ryan have? So the score is John has 43, Pat has 26, and Mario has 10. Do we need paper? Yeah, you just need to write down your answer. And you can write it on the back of this if you want. Yeah, I got it. I got paper. You got So the final, uh, you're going to write down your wagers. Final Jeopardy, Jeopardy oh. category whoa, 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 whoa. state capitals. You can't say Jeopardy on the show. Jeopardy. Oh, thank you. State capitals. Capitals is the category. Wait, hold on one second, Ron. Write down your wagers. We're off the air. What's the category? State capitals. All right, we're going to have to repeat that in one second. All right, I think we should be back on the air. Mara transposed it. Back on the air, back on the air, back on the air. Technical difficulties should be back, I believe. Let's see if we have some feedback from the chat box. Make sure we're back. We're into Final Jeopardy. We couldn't leave you hanging. And, um... Um, Final Jeopardy is what's the category there, Ryan? State Capitals. State Capitals. Capitals. All right. State Capitals is the um, Final Jeopardy, and I have uh, 46. Pat has 26. I did a split single with State Capitals. Do I have 46? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What do I have? You got 43, John. Pat has 26, and Mario has 10. That's uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's a little betting strategy here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody wrote down their wagers. (laughs) Get ready to write down your answer. Roll it around, and I've got no time. Here's the <laughs> here's the question: Name three out of four state capitals that are alliterative with the state that they are from. Mm. All right. Don't explain it though. Alliterative. <laughs> alliterative. <laughs> right. It's what, which is what you are. What's that like an ampersand? <laughs> oh no, man. No, really. What are you talking about? Alliterative. You're a school teacher. You have a master's I am degree. I'm not an ELA specialist. Don't, don't tell me what you're talking about, please. Alliterative. Can you even name three state capitals? Uh, yes. <laughs> Spokane. Right, what is what is alliterative? Be quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to study over Why here. Why is nobody helping me here? You it means... To... Fuck Jeopardy. Come on. Help me All out. Right. Can I tell them? Thank you. Would it make Break a difference? It. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them. It means that uh, they both start with the same letter. 
I kind of surmised that. Let's Did play, you? Let's play that music one more time. Yeah, let's play it one more time because then oh, fucking t- radio nope's going on. Keeps going off. I'm gonna kill somebody. <sighs> Come on, you fucking piece of shit. What the hell's wrong with this thing? Everything else works fine. Except for this. Hey, we didn't lose the guest. We didn't. I should uh, write three out of four? Yes. There's only four that exist? There's four. Well, that's just difficult. Name three out of four alliterative state capitals. With the state that they're from. The state that they're from. God damn it. It's not working. Emma got it without hesitating, by the way. Really? The yeah. state and the capital have the same letter. I was yes. in fifth grade. Begin <laughs> with the same letter. It's the last time I've done this. She was the top of her class. I'll give her that. The state and the capital have the same Yes! Oh. God, Mario. God! <laughs> Name three state capitals, Mario. <laughs> I'll give it to him if he can do it. Albany. Spokane. Stop talking. I'm trying to think. It's very distracting. Eyes on your own paper. I get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing for this. Yeah, like nothing to. Like space. And and Ryan, you're saying your daughter got it in two seconds. <laughs> she didn't even has. She's like, do. I can't use this question tonight. <laughs> That's it's, what they're doing I can't in use it. class this year. I can't use it. <laughs> They've been studying it all year. Nah, all they do is prep them for the test. <laughs> even the dart teacher is pre- prepping them for the state regents. I don't care. Mario <laughs> yeah. smells oh, like shit. I think I got my answer. I have a little game. That's very tonight. cheap, Ryan. I have That's a little game right. today. Who goes first? All right, Mario, you go first. You had ten points. How much? Uh, what was your final answer? I just have to name three states. Yeah, three state capitals: Harrisburg, Albany, and Spokane. <laughs> Spokane is incorrect as far as the state capitals. Go. Uh, Peoria. How much did you wager? Ten, zero. He wagered zero. Zero dollars. So, Mario, you remain with ten. Pat, you were next. You had 26 points. On this little piece of paper I have in front of me here, I wrote uh, Kansas City, and I wrote 26. All in. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Kansas City is incorrect. <laughs> and the other two you did not get all in. Mario is still in the lead with 10. Mario's in the lead he with 10. He got three questions right tonight. <laughs> yeah, one, of them, one of them he tied on. All right. Mario in the lead with 10 points. Pat risked it all and lost. And now we're on to me. I have uh, 43 points. 43 points. My answer is three state capitals that have never been in my kitchen. <laughs> How much did you wager? Uh, zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You are the winner tonight. Oh, I right. might have had it. <laughs> the, uh, the answers are Honolulu, Hawaii, Ooh. Dover, Delaware, mm. Dover, o- Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh. and Indianapolis, Indiana. There's only four. And which? And your daughter got all four, or just the th- which three did she get? She got all four. Oh, she got all four. Yeah, Aww. she got hung up on Dover. 
The other one she got right. That'll happen. That happened to me one time passing uh, through. I remember the White Cliffs of Dover. Hung Up on Dover is my least favorite Steve Earle album. <laughs> 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 Thank you for playing, everybody. That was a Ryan yeah, game. That's Thank a you, Ryan Brian. game. Yo, thanks nice. for playing my nice game. Playing. Nice job, Brian. stupid, but the Ryan game. <laughs> Next week, we'll find out what is news to Mario, and we'll uh, be interviewing guy from Jimmy World. Uh, Jimmy. I do have some news. If- we're ending anytime soon. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Live from the Barrage Radio. Nope. What's the, what, we have to go. So what, what's up? What do you want? You uh, have news? Because you can, you're never not allowed not, to do the news real, ever no, again. No, no, news to share. Oh, what's up? That today, uh, that you okay? this Monday is the Live from the Barrage field trip, the outing. <laughs> and it's a success. Okay. I've booked all these people are coming. <laughs> Jay, Josh Shulman is coming. Right. Jay Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Frank, Frank the Tank, where really is coming. You could call me Jay. <laughs> Mr. Houlihan, of course, Parker. will be there. Uh, Ryan will be there. Don't, don't talk about my business. The great Aton <laughs> right. Mursky, who wrote songs for American Splendor and others. You, you mean Aton? Aton, I love that man. And Pete, our friend Pete, where's he, Pist- where's he Pist- been? Pistol Pete. Traveling Pete. Traveling Pete has been traveling. I haven't seen him for he's, a while. He's going to see Sleep tonight, I believe. And finally, Tommy says he's all in, and he's bringing the den mother, his lovely new fiance. Hey, Leia. Yeah. Did I say it right? So it's happening Monday, section four twenty-seven. <laughs> Gentlemen, we'll be there. Anybody else who's listening or happened to listen, please join us in section four two seven. Four two seven. That's what you have to plug. Uh, the starring, band. starting. Yeah, Marla it's a Gibbs. success. We got nine people going, and maybe more. Who knows? All right. So I'll go see Mario at the Mets game. Another uh, appearance. They're playing St. Lucid. Also uh, see him at uh, Major Auto World this weekend. <laughs> Between 12 and 2. He's going to be giving out uh, uh, Cabrera right. doll, uh, bobbleheads. Free popcorn for the kids. <laughs> I sold them. I sold them already. I know you did. Heartless bastard. There's one right here for you. I think Pete's not coming back. Right oh, under really? This I got a bobblehead? How much are you getting for those on eBay? Not much. $36. That's good money. Listen, I can't keep this stuff in my house. It just sits there in piles, and I'll never get that money. Why don't you just take one? The Syndergaard, the Syndergaard is coming up. Now, that's a, a hundred bucks. That, that mm. thing is hot. 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 I, I, if you want to go to a game, go see the Syndergaard game. Get there early. Get some bobbles. Make a little cashola. Babu. And uh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much, Matt Spiegel. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, I guess that's it, right? No, I'm here. Uh, Mario, Mario, sorry. <laughs> I'll see you guys uh, in maybe three weeks. Tommy maybe. Rockstar, uh, we miss you. We'll see you next time, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank Bye, you very everybody. much. Uh, go listen to Matt, Matt Spiegel if you're in the Chicago area on The Score, Chicago's own yes. sports radio thing. Yeah. Just for your argument's sake, Spiegel. Yeah, Spiegel. He was good. Thanks, Matt. Later. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Good night, everybody. Nobody noticed I didn't drink the whole show? All right. No wonder you were so loosey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Stick around for the top dollar hour with Tuna Can Jones. It's like in an hour and a half. What the hell you have to do, you loser? You guys are doing nothing. Yeah, take a walk around the block, come back, and listen to Tuna Can Show. Better than him. What the heck's wrong with you? Better than him, is that the problem? You, you can't listen to Tuna Can Show? Yeah, stick around. Go after yourself. You should. It's called the Top Dollar Hour, and you're going to listen. You're going to listen to it, and you're going to like it. That's you're right. going to sit there. We got together, and we cashed in our sweeps. Denim and leather brought us all together, but it was you that set the spirit free. Good night.